It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Starting today, the Buffalo Sabres' reason for existence will be to win a Stanley Cup. I want to keep not only statistically good players, but winners, gritty players. Where's Peril? Uh, you're my hero. Winning is not a goal, it is a belief. Twitter? The Tweety Bird Twins. Stanley Cup. We're not in this to save money. Pardon my French. Panic doesn't seem to work. Oh boy. Starting today, there will be no financial mandates on the Buffalo Sabres hockey department. Lindy ain't going nowhere. Let's get him. I want to buy the Buffalo Sabres. I'm a fan because I just bought a hockey team. I don't use computers. So. We'd be 0-55 if we played every game like the St. Louis game. We're cutting the chains off. If I want to make some money, I'll go drill a gas well. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back to Two Goalies, One Mike. I'm your co-host, Johnny Cullen. Joined alongside Dwayne Stanell. Dwayne, always a pleasure having you, babe. Yeah, uh... Got a real interesting uh, interesting show tonight, Kali. Holy yep. shit. We have a lot to get to. Just a quick rundown of what we are going to be talking about. We are recording this on Friday night, so before the, the Vegas game, uh, we will touch on uh, that game along with the the next few uh, on our next show next week. Um, but, Dwayne, I'm going to get right to it. The the season ticket holder increase, the, the new seating plan, it's, it's a shit show. Dude, uh, let me tell you this. Like, if there was ever a season, Cully, to not increase season ticket holder prices, I would think this would be the one. Just judging of how often they dropped the ball in terms of fan experience was this year. Well, this whole season's fan experience has been yeah, a fucking nightmare. It has been. I mean, have they done good? Yes, they have. The odd night with the how they dressed up the arena? Great. Good job. 2000th night? Great, good job. But there are so many more negatives than there are positives, man. And this is just another kick in the nuts. And I, th- I think it's 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 magnified by the fact that it is the the 50th season, right? Oh, absolutely. And you you're you're given a layup, in my opinion, for these these nights, like the 2000s night. The, and they did do a good job. I'm not I'm not one to criticize them on everything. I think there's some things that they've hit out of the park, but in general, the fan experience has been subpar at best. I think that's a nice way of putting yeah. it. The timing of this just seems so fucked. Like, I, I've been trying to play devil's advocate because I know you're going to bring the heat, and I love that. 
but I, I'd been trying to, to think, and I listen. You had me listen to the Kevin Adams interview, and and I'm conflicted on that. And I'll get to that in a minute, but fuck, man, I just cannot think of a logical ex- explanation for the timing of this. And you know, I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you up for it. Cole, what, what do you got? In 2018, Terry Pagula chose to not raise ticket prices. He made that choice, so it's not like he's being forced to do this. This is an absolute fucking slap in the face. To fans everywhere who spend their hard-earned money on their fucking tickets, I'm sorry for all the swearing, but I've been this has been I'm waiting for this all fucking day. Is me and my dad, like I said, like not even just to go back to the rant, like we've been in and out of, in this in and out of as season ticket holders since it was the Marine Midland Arena. My dad's been going going to games since it was since the odd was around, and you know, I I just don't know, man. Like I, I'm just so getting so mixed up in my words. It's it's, infu- it's fucking infuriating. 25% on, on uh, most season ticket holders. Oh, 10 tiers out of 30. Sure, we're, we're going to lower your prices. But the, for the fan, the hardworking fan who wants to sit in the seat because they like sitting there, fuck you. You're going to pay $500 more next season. You know why? Because you're sitting on the blue line where they shoot twice. Or you sit center ice. Or there's some people who are paying over $1,000 more. A thousand dollars more next season. How is this? How does this make sense, Cully? How does it make sense? I got nothing, man. I got nothing on it. It's 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 disappointing. It's heartbreaking for the. I'm not a season ticket holder, and and I'll I'll make that very clear. So I feel like I have less of a voice in this, but I'd still call myself a lifelong fan, and and for that matter, I'll speak on it. But if I was, if I was a season ticket holder after the shit that. The losing hockey that I've been through, and I'll leave a it at decade, that. a decade of losing not hockey. E- not even the fan experience, because I, I can't speak on that, because I haven't been there enough. I can only speak on. I've, I probably have gone an average to three to five games a year the past ten years, right? Yeah. I I can't speak on the fan experience. I'll speak on the hockey alone. And they mentioned uh, Jeremy White and, and and Kevin Adams mentioned it. They said, "Oh, when you're winning, everything's better." Yeah, you're fucking a right. It does. When you win hockey games, you're not under this microscope. And, 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 and you can get by with things, and maybe this isn't a big deal. I'm sure they've raised the season ticket prices in, in winning markets, and to and they haven't gotten that blowback. So for me, it's, I, I don't know, it's it's tough. It's tough pill to swallow. Back to my original point, if I was a season ticket holder, in my seat, my, it, the price you said went up anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to a thousand in some instances, like to me, that's a kick in the fucking, in the pants. And I, I really have no way of justifying that in the midst of, you know, like you said, a decade of losing hockey. Um, and they, it seems like they've dropped the ball on quite a bit. So for me, there's no way to justify it for the season ticket holders that have been through hell and back that just want a winning product. And if you're not going to give us a winning product, pay attention to the details and the fan experience. And, and Cully, it's not even just the fact that they're, I, I have a very good friend who just, and you'll get a kick out of this. Um, his tickets went up $600. He sits Hunter level center ice, I believe behind the players benches, like, tw- like 12 to 20 rows up or whatever it is in the Hunter level. He emailed his personal, you know, rep representative. Well, let me stop you. So they mentioned, and we'll play the audio from the interview, but every season ticket holder will be assigned a rep and it's, that's like a bandaid and I want you to rip it off. Go ahead. Oh my God. So you're going <laughs> to. You're gonna you're gonna assign me a rep, okay? That's great. So how many fucking people? I mean, 
how how many season ticket holders do you think roughly would you say, Cully, that we have you know a, a year? I have no. That's I would say ten thousand. Ten thousand. Is that a high number? I, I have no a high I number. No I think clue. we'll say six thousand. So you're telling me you're going to employ six thousand people? Per, per, this is the way they worded it, right? Ah, uh, that's yeah. nice. I mean, I, I see where you're going with it, but like, I, it can be construed as that. But it also, like, I hope I would. I hope think that there's probably like each guy, uh, each rep assigned, has hundred people. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I would think. You know, yeah, it makes the most I would sense. like to think that with this organization, you never yeah, really you know. Never, you never, you never really know. know. That's a that's a toss so, up now. <laughs> so, my buddy, you know, season ticket holder. Yeah, season ticket holder. They're already asking for him for his renewal or whatever. He, he politely says, um, you know, I'd please take me off the automatic renewal or whatever it is. He sent me a screenshot Fair of email. Fair statement. Fair statement. You know, he did this and, after and, the announcement? After the announcement. And he flat out said, it's not even just the fact that you're raising ticket season ticket holder prices. It's the fact that you're taking away or scaling back on the one perk we do get in Sabres Bucks. I was waiting to bring it up. Oh I'm happy my, you did. Dude, like, uh. Sabres Bucks have been a staple for season ticket holders for I don't know how fucking long. And you're now now you're going to take you, a half a percent. Whatever. It's still... It's part of the fan. It, it, well, well, when it's, it's only like, 2%, it's, man, it's only 2%. You're taking 0.5% away. That's still fucking... It's a slap a in the face. It. That's a lot, though. My point is this. You're only getting two and a half... What was the... This past year and the years past, it's been 2.5%. Two and a half, back, yes. Right? And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, one of the perks for season ticket holders, Dwayne, what do they call Sabres Bucks? They're on cards now. You get Sabres Bucks. You know, they used How to do you use them? What is it? For somebody that doesn't know what the fuck <laughs> we're talking about. Well, when the system fucking works at the arena for the, C- the, C- the Sabres season ticket holder price... Uh, discounts a lot of you will know what the hell i'm talking about because half the time it doesn't work and when you do use it you gotta open up the app to get a barcode it's such a hassle that sounds fucking terrible but it, it for is. those that don't know back to my question sabers oh, box is a way for you to kind of recoup the money you've spent and use it towards something you know is, am i getting that right merchandise concessions so every beer, dollar you whatever. spend you get pers- oh any buck you spend in the arena okay so yeah. i can see how that comes up you know if you're dropping it's easy to say if you're hosting people and you're buying pints uh or pints and a half, so I don't know. But they're fucking ten dollars. Fourteen dollar beers. It's easy to say that you could drop a thousand dollars. I'm not saying I do that. I no. <laughs> I know. Um, Over the course of the season, yeah. So sure. I could see how this money can be recouped and it's valuable. So this I was saving this, but I'm happy you brought it up because <laughs> once again, I'm not a season ticket holder, but this would be the part that would really just you know, like I said, the the price increase after losing hockey for a decade, that's a kick in the pants. So I'm already down on the ground. This is just me getting spit on now. I feel like the, the it's a, it's a kick away. in the nuts. Well, no, the, the season, the, the well, first part of it's the kick in the nuts. My point, my joke is that the second part is just a slap in the face, getting spit on, whatever you want to call it. A quick ball tap. I just yeah, ball tap. Cup check. Cup check. Cup check. Yeah. Cup check. Um, cup check. So that's I, that's inexcusable to me. And um, what, and, what was and, Kevin Adams' response and, on and, the air? He said that that half a percent from every season ticket holder is going to be put towards next year's fan experience. Get the fuck out of here, man. Are you kidding me? That's part of the fan experience. The Sabres Bucks are part of it. Yeah, it doesn't make it's sense. It's incentive to, to have a season ticket holder. Here, we know this costs as much, but here's Sabres Bucks for you to spend on money. Or, sp- sorry, not money. Sp- spend money on food, on beverage, on, on, on merchandise. And you're, you're going to scale back on that for some bullshit excuse about... Oh... We need to improve. Then what the fuck are you raising prices for? What what is that? What is that being used towards? 
it's man, it's it's it, there's no there's no dancing around it. It was a really tough interview, and I'm gonna get to why. Take it deep breath. That's all right. Hey, this is why we're doing it. I love your passion, Dwayne, and I think that it resonates within this fan base. And for every fucking Joey Pots and Pans tough guy out there, like uh, the trolls online, there's about a hundred fans that feel the same way as you. Oh, I know there. I think is I know there's fans that feel the same. I've had at least twenty different people DM me today on different social media platforms and say, "Hey, man." We're there, there with you, like, and they they've told me their stories about how much money they're being, more money they're being asked to pay, or you know they've already you know sent in their you know letter of you know essentially Sabers ticket holder Sabers season ticket holder resignation, and that's a good way of putting it. it, um, it, 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 it I, I would be surprised if, if let's just say we said the number was six thousand after this. You're already going to lose some from losing again, you know, like oh, yeah. factor that in. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it drop a thousand, you know. But and I don't blame anybody that does. Like it, they have nobody to blame themselves when, when that arena is empty next year. But he, I want to get to my point really quick, and and this is why I'm conflicted. And this this part fucking sucks for me. I know Kevin Adams as a hockey coach. He was in the player development side in the Sabres organization for a long time before yep, he stepped I, into the I business remember. role. Uh, I I mentioned before, and I won't get into this. I was fortunate to go to the Sabres rookie camp development camp in 2000. I think it was 12, maybe 11. He was one of the uh, the coaches that I skated with and, and played a big role in getting me there. I would skate with, uh, it was Marcus Foligno, Zach Cassie, and Corey Tropp, and Luke Adam every morning at Leisure Ranks at 6 a.m. that whole summer. I got there because I was a Buffalo guy that Cassian knew, and they had yep. seen me play. So every morning I would go skate with them, and Luke, Kevin Adam was the, the coach out there. Shout out Nick Fatty. Nick Fatty was out there as well. He was a Sabre scout at the time. Um so I, I, I formed a relationship with him, and he was a great coach. He was very good to me. He didn't need to be. I wasn't a drafted guy. No. And he was very good to me. And this I know we're going back seven, seven years or so, but he played a big role in getting me there, which is one of my fondest hockey memories, having my parents be able to come watch me put on that jersey. Keep in mind, this is before we fucking had 10 years in a row losing hockey. There was oh, still yeah. pride in the logo. You so know, I know this is probably the beginning of the then. end, but my point is this. I was conflicted when this came out hearing Kevin be a shill for the organization. We mentioned before on the podcast how Ted Black, one of his most redeeming qualities for all the failures that the organization had, not putting it on him, one of his most redeeming qualities, Dwayne, was that he went on the air and was accountable to the fans, right? Yeah, he didn't even just go on air, Cully. He personally took the trip to the studio to sit in. Love it, love it. I fucking love it. So for me, why I'm conflicted on this is Kevin Adams is now on the, the business side of the hockey world, and it was fucking tough. For me as a fan of his, for me as, you know, a supporter of his, to hear him become a shill. And I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't. I want to make a point to not shit on any other media networks. Anybody doing this, because I think we're all just trying to, to have fun and, and do our thing. So, like, there's no room for negativity in, 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 in my, my, my view of no, things. I so, exactly I, I, didn't, I didn't want to shit on anybody. That was my one thing coming into this. Not anybody in the media world. But everybody on WGR, because of their association with the team, I feel like, especially since your call, and it was it was existed before that, but let's not kid ourselves. It's fucking, they're a mouthpiece for the organization. We saw it when they took your call off the air. We've seen it this, the Sabres pushing Kevin Adams out in front of us to supposedly make this better. It's the, it's the mouthpiece it's, it's, for the Pagula. It's fucked, man. It's and, fucked. And, and, and Cole, the, thing, the, the, the bitch of it is, man, all of these things that they're screwing up on, it could be addressed so easily if Kim or Terry Pagula would step out in front of it. Instead, they send out, send to the wolves Kevin Adams, who, like you now said, now everybody was a nice fucking guy. hates him. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I, like it's a tough spot to be in. It, I'm not, it's a not defending spot him. To be in. I want to make it very clear, Dwayne. I'm not defending him. No. I just think it was a shitty spot for him to be put in, and now he's been villainized, like you said. Yeah. And uh, see, you made a good point there. You said had get out of front of it. Yeah, but I feel like because they haven't. Now it's it's almost fucking. I'm not saying it's too late because at this point anything from them is better than what we've gotten. But I feel like maybe in their mind it's it's gone on too long that they're they're almost afraid that it's it's gotten out of hand. Which they might be fucking right, man. Like they might honestly, be right. honestly, it, it's like you said, it's better than nothing though. What, you know, what we're gonna get, Cully? You know what we're gonna get? We're gonna get the end of the season press conference where they might make an appearance, speak the you know cliche lines. About you know the way the season went, what to expect, what they ex- like plan on doing going forward. You know what, man? Drill another fucking well, Terry. Drill another well like you said you would. I've been defending you and your fucking family for years, and I'm done doing it, man. Well, let's I'm leave so the fam- done. Let's leave the family out of this. It's just it's it's Terry and Kim because they're both the owners of the team, right? Leaving the family out of this, but you have been a big defender of his. I know it's gone south lately. Um, I would love to hear from them. I would just love to know their thoughts. I would have loved to have some transparency throughout this whole thing. I get it that not every owner wants to be in front of the camera. I respect that. Um, but just some transparency, some accountability, and, and mostly some consistency would be nice. But um, back to the back to the announcement in general, the timing is, is fucked to me. It's off. Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat this. Uh, you know what's funny to me, Dwayne? Did you see the actual release on the Sabres website? Yeah. The, so uh, the first thing you pull up, hey, so it's NHL.com slash Sabres slash tickets slash season dash tickets. Yeah. Um, it's a fucking, it's awesome. I think it's comedic because it's this graphic that somebody on the on the media side of things did a great job over there with the graphic. Oh, but they were, they were not given anything to work with because here's what's listed. Uh, 2020-21 season ticket holder benefits. Season ticket packages include, get this, 41 regular season games. Good. We got the one game back that we lost in Sweden. Yeah, we did. There's a positive. There's a positive. Yeah, we got Three one. preseason games, because we all know that preseason NHL games are real barbarous. Yeah, we, we, you we, know? Really, we really, like, I've, I could we not wait. We don't want hockey in, in, in May and June. No, we want hockey, hockey in September. September. <laughs> and wait, I'm not done. So three preseason games and a complimentary voucher per seat to a Rochester Americans game. Because you know what? The season ticket holders have been really We really want to fucking drive 45 minutes to Rochester. We want to drive the 60 miles to Rochester, go to Blue Cross Blue Shield Arena, have fun parking in that shit show of a a parking setup. They didn't get an an all-star game or something like this because the Blue Cross Arena was in such... I'm not shit on Rochester. No, I'm not, but I'm just saying. It's just a a tough situation to get in and out of there. Uh, I've been stuck there many a times. I've taken my kids to the... uh, What's it called? The Science Museum down there, maybe? Uh, I, I fucked that one up. It's, I think it's maybe History Museum. I don't know. I just know it's a nightmare getting in and out of downtown there. Yeah. Where that arena is. But that was included. Um, like, that fucking matters, man. And for any... I, I'm not knocking on the Americans. Like, if you're in... Like, it's a cheaper seat. If, if you're from that area, if you're yeah. in Batavia halfway, fucking rights. I'd probably go to more Americans games. I'm just saying, for them to include that and the perks... It's of the raising the prices. So after that, this graphic, I encourage everybody to look at it because it's it's fucking comical. We're gonna man. take we're gonna take a picture and post it to the. I hope you, yeah, we better. Oh my God. Um, significant savings off box office pricing. Well, that's kind of counter. Um, I don't even know the fucking word I'm looking for. I'm just gonna be honest. Significant savings off box office pricing is misleading statement because I think that there's an increase on a lot of the seats. Right. Yep. When I say a lot, do you know the percentage? I'm going to pull up the Buffalo News. Uh, our, the cost of a season ticket to watch the Buffalo Sabres and Key Bank Center will go up by an average of 2.5% for the 2021 season. The Sabres 
rescaled pricing at the arena from 15 to 30 price points to ensure that fans closer to the action pay more than those in the same section sitting farther away. Fuck, this is painful just reading. The team confirmed to the Buffalo News. Ten of the price points will see a decrease from the season. That includes some seats in the 100 level. Okay, so I get why they included that graphic. But significant savings? Like, that's fucking misleading, and no, that's, that's shitty. Next one, playoff priority. Well, that's a fucking we, joke. No, first off, we got to make the playoffs. Here's the thing. We've always had playoff priority as a season ticket holder. That's never changed. So they can take that uh, little... They're not saying new benefits. They're just saying these are, yeah, these are the benefits the fuck left. Out of here. These are the benefits left. Let but me but they made sure they highlighted that, Earl. Oh, they're bigger. They're a bigger, they're bigger text. Yeah. So playoff priority, which to me is just a fucking joke because... At this point, if you missed the postseason 10 years in a row, maybe leave that part out. I don't know. Just throwing a bone. I don't know, guys. Next, exclusive events and ex- experiences. Okay. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll give him a pass on that one, Dwayne, because there have been a couple really cool nights there. So, fuck yeah. it. I'll give it to him. Uh, 20% off at the Sabre store. Um, would that used to be 25%? It's, it's, oh... 20% off. I'm not sure. I can't... Okay. It was either 20 or 25, so I'm not going to... Yeah. Oh, there, there's the next one. 2% back on Sabres Bucks card. That's a, that's a decrease. Yeah, that's I don't even, that's, that's tough. That's not a benefit. No. Dedicated account representative. Is that something they didn't have in the past? I mean, if they didn't, they probably should have, right? Right, well, that's where I was going to say, like... This isn't something that you want to brag about that you're including, because I think that at the professional level... The fan experience, it should be, and this is it. I mean, I get this as a slippery slope because, and nowadays you can't assume anything. Um, but, you know, you would like to assume that you're going to have a dedicated account representative. Yeah. If you're going to spend that type of money. that's So let me get through this. There's two more, and then I'll, I'll say my piece. Season ticket holder concession pricing. What does that mean? You guys get, like, discounts at the, the concessions? And I know I, and I know you all, all you Saber season ticket holders out there, feel this pain. Half the time, it doesn't even work. They tell you what, it's you down. No, yeah, they tell you it's down. So hey, and then, <laughs> and then you have to open. Oh yeah, and they and they and then you have to open up like you have to open up the app, the Saber, the save the app they give you, the season ticket holder app, and get a barcode on your phone while you're standing there in line. And you're so the you asshole. Use it. And you're the asshole because the everybody asshole, exactly. behind you is like. Fuck this guy and his and two, then, $2 discount. And, and that's but when hey, it even fucking works. Sometimes the people there are nice and they'll, they'll allow you to just show your season ticket holder card and they'll just give you the discount. But that's not, that doesn't always happen. Okay. Um, this is a fun one. Easy renew and, re- and payment plan options. <laughs> oh! <laughs> they sneak that in there. So, <laughs> hey, good for them. I mean, you got to appreciate the audacity at this point, folks. All right. So that's right there on the, uh, on the website. I just thought you guys would get a kick out of that for those that haven't seen it. I really encourage We'll post it. Oh, You'll post it tonight, Dwayne? Yeah, absolutely. Will. Fucking right, you will. Um, listen, I know we got other things to get to. I don't want this to be a fucking uh, 45-minute rant just on that alone. But, I mean, it, it goes to say that we had a whole show planned, and based then this around, happened. Uh, based around that no, great no, game. No, no, remember they, before? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, our like, our like, show prior to a, this a, a great game against Colorado. And like the for the first time in a long time, you saw because we got fucking boat raced by them in our own barn. It wasn't six too long one. ago. I, I feel it like was a couple that weeks was, ago. Since we've started doing the show, that was probably one of the lowest lows. Which is I, I get that that's a flawed statement because it's been a pretty low season. Oh, yeah. But I remember that six one loss is like fuck. This is a what what do I call it? Um, not a marking point, but this is. That's where we want to be, right? That's a that's a team that Colorado not so long is the ago, blueprint. right? Blueprint. There's the a good way of putting it. I forget, the I forget what we called it, but they have come from the bottom of the standings 
to now be in a perennial playoff team that has the ability to make a run. I look at there's two types of playoff teams in today's NHL to really bake it, break it down into basic terms. You got the teams that have a chance that they need to get hot at the right time and stay healthy, right? Yeah. I know that's a painful memory with the Carolina Dude, Hurricane, I'm the just, Buffalo. Anyways, just, and then then you have the teams that sneak in that really they might they, a win for them would be we win a round or two. I look at Colorado as as the former because they are a threat to win it all. When you have a guy like Nate McKinnon, my Manistog, point is this. McKinnon, so McCarr. when we go back to the most recent game, Dwayne, I think there was a lot of positives to take away. Uh, I love Dwayne Simmons' game. I think you see, you saw immediately he what he brings to the table. Game. He plays, plays a heavy, heavy fucking game. He has he his whole career, his and we haven't. You know, I know the log line does a really good job of that. Um, and I know we haven't been have losing games like, because we haven't been physical enough. But fuck, man, that's a piece. It is, and you know, and Cully, we've touched on it last episode, man. And just, just goes, it just goes to further the point that this season, this franchise has been an absolute embarrassment since the start of the year man and like you know you make moves it, they, like they made moves to improve the team improve the future of the team it sounds like Wayne Simmons wants, still wants to be here long term you know Cahoon we I have his rights I love this guy already I love we this ha- guy we, we didn't even touch on Cahoon yeah we, we have Cahoon's rights as an RFA I believe it's just you made these deals so late in the season. You waited till deadline day, and it's not like the team has given us any confidence to think that they could have any type of sustained success all year. Well, I mean, I like the moves. I just think that it's uh, you, you said it it's one of your tweets. It's a little too late. Too late. Yeah. So, um, but I'm not going to knock the moves because I like them. Getting no, back I do. To my I, point, Dwayne, the I, I loved. And granted, I know we're recording this before the Vegas game. By the time it drops, probably Saturday morning, that game already happened. Hopefully, it's a good result for us. But. My point is this: I I have a small sample size to to break down the trades in one game with uh, Simmons and zero for Cahoon. It's worth noting that Cahoon is going in. So hey, it's been a down show, and I could see the dejected look on your face, and I feel that man. I fuck. Dude, that's why. Just, we, that's why I don't even. I don't even care about the Vegas game anymore, and I call it. I look I do. that way. I I, I, mean, I want to, but I just can't because I'm. I feel like you said. I feel so fucking dejected at the fact that a franchise that I've given a. Big portion of my life to my financial livelihood to is literally just pushing me down, kicking me in the nuts, spit me in the fucking face like Jesus Christ. So we, it, there was positives to take away from the deadline, like you said, too little, too late. We'll we'll see. We're we're I think twelve points out of a playoff spot. Um, I love Simmons's aggressiveness. Um. I think that, like I, like I mentioned, I think we've been lacking that, and that was nice to see. So I, I, I didn't catch the comments about him resigning. I hope he does, man. That would be awesome. Um, so we'll see after the night game tonight. Uh, Cahoon's going in for. Oh, there was my point. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Dwayne b- dummied a, a Pepsi can. Absolutely smoked it. One bombed it. Thing went flying. I don't know if all you guys. Yeah, you can I, probably I hear feel, that. I feel I feel terrible because it got all over my fucking hashtag well, lithograph. I wasn't gonna say anything when it happened, but now that you brought it up, that's fine. But my point is this: there's there's been a lot of negatives. I didn't mean to to, I hit to the poke jack, a bear. I hit, I hit the Jack Michael bobblehead too. His um, head's still going. It's, it's got a plastic case, so it's still good. Uh, it's like he's wearing a visor. Yeah. So uh, Cahoon was not in the lineup. Post deadline avalanche game. Uh, I think Kruger said it was because I don't know. His comments were very cryptic to me because he mentioned him being a a, a veteran. I don't know what he said. Anyways, Cahoon was held out to to get his. I think that's that's why he was recovering from an injury, a lower yeah, body injury. Nothing serious, maybe a contusion. The old good old lower body injury. Um, so he was held out of the lineups. 
he's going back in in a point of contention even before the season ticket holder announcement season ticket holder season ticket price increase jesus so anyways um the point of contention among fans was with Cahoon going in who comes out of the lineup and a couple names were floated around VC or i would say vc or for leak i would hope it was for leak and it was um, thank goodness we have some good news coming in. So, um, Froley comes out. That news dropped this afternoon. Cahoon in. I think that's the right move. And it's nice to see, um, you know, the fans and, and the coaching staff agree for for a change. So, that's that's a that's a plus. Um, big tilt tonight against Vegas. But be- just finishing up my point, Dwayne. Um, I was impressed with, with with the Colorado game. And listen. It's too late for moral victories, and, and I get that. Uh, anytime you don't get the points, it sucks. The Sabres played a competitive 60 minutes. Uh, it, it came down to a one-goal game late. Uh, we had a great pushback. We didn't get rewarded. That sucks. But for me, using that as a measuring stick against a very good Colorado team, if we have more nights like that, Dwayne, we're going to be okay. And if that's the new-look Sabres roster, then I'm fucking okay with if, it. If that's the start of, like, what we said earlier, a blueprint to what to expect maybe next season, you know, I'm not, like, all aboard the Wayne train. I, mean, I am all aboard the Wayne I'm train. I'm fucking all aboard the I Wayne train. I love the Wayne train. I'm but, all about it. I might go get myself a Royal Blue 17 jersey if he resigns. I, dude, honestly, I'm not giving a penny to I this know, organization. I just, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm, I, as much as badly as I want a Royal <laughs> Blue jersey, man, after what transpired today... I don't give a shit about Royal Blue anymore. I got I got a confession to make, Dwayne. I, not that I've been trying to fire you up and stir the pot, but I saw somebody make a very funny tweet today that said that they kind of. I, I'm sorry, I can't give you credit. Whoever did this, but Dwayne, it was a picture of that graphic on the site that I showed you. Yeah. And it, like the the <laughs> the twenty percent off at the for apparel, uh, somebody like dubbed over that and wrote. Um, 80%, they're still oh, getting I've our 80% this. from I've the Royal Blue Jersey. I've seen this. They're ta- oh, they're, they're, oh, oh, God. <laughs> they're expecting you guys, hear this, they're expecting you guys to fucking empty your fucking, to spend an entire fucking paycheck on a Royal Blue Jersey. So they can care less, honestly, at this point, if, 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 if a good portion of us don't renew, because they know they're going to recoup a ton of money next year, because they're probably going to set fucking, you know, NHL records next year for jersey sales because we're going to fucking empty our pockets on the Royal Blue jersey. Uh, something we've been asking for for years. Yeah. And we finally got it. I'm sorry. Couldn't get it I'm the 50th year, though. I, I stirred the pot a little bit there, folks. I'm sorry. Um, we've gotten we've gotten passionate Dwayne back, though, and that's what I was looking for. Um, so I'm sorry to stir the pot, Dwayne. No. Um, it, no, I, we got to move on a little bit because um, at this point, the next thing that might get punched is this $500 microphone that I don't want to lose. Oh. Um, Dominic Kuhn set to make his debut Friday night, tonight. Yeah. Or well, last night, depending on when you listen to this. Yeah. Um, he's a second-year forward. He was paired with Johansson and VC on Thursday's practice um, in Vegas. Um, Kuhn can play the wing or he can play center. I think that's great versatility, but as we've seen, um, maybe not always the best with you know a guy like Johansson. He's better on the wing. So I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. If Kuhn can come in and take some of that pressure off, uh, I'm not saying he's the second center that we've all been clamoring for. Uh, but I've seen something floated around. I wanted to get your take on Dwayne. It, maybe it's something we've mentioned on here, but a lot of fans have been asking, you know, why can't we get a, 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 another look at Sam Reinhardt at center? I and mean, I, I, the obvious the obvious response is, well, um, Kruger's going to keep him, Michael, and Olsen together. Cool. I think at this point, 
you know, when you don't have a sniff at the playoffs, it's time to get we're a look 10, at... We're 10 points out, and Toronto's winning again, and I don't give a shit. I still fucking hate the Leafs. I still fucking think they're a fucking... I hate them, but we're not catching them. Um, not at this point of the season. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, uh, no, I just I got highs and lows right now, and it's just... So for me, I just feel I just feel full, so fucking you know embarrassed to be a fucking Buffalo Sabres fan, and I hate that it really pains me to say that because I just feel like we're just it's an embarrassment the way we're treated constantly by this ownership. It's just I just don't know anymore, man. I don't, I don't. It's just like it's like it's it's like Kim Pagul is more focused on her on her daughter's tennis career than she is hey, the fucking leave organization. Hey, the family out of this. No, I'm not, dude. I'm not. No, because, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. That's not right. Yo, you know she she, she has no should pro- be focused on her daughter's tennis. Yeah, player. but you know what? You she can be, has you can be a loving. My point exactly, and I fucking hate bringing families into this, and we're gonna leave this alone after this. But you can be a dedicated parent to your kid's sports career and still be competent at your job, whether yeah. you're a professional sports owner, whether you're a deli manager, whether you're Rick from Red Deer. Um, okay, so moving on. Sabers play Vegas tonight or last night, depending on when you hear it. Can't wait to go over that next show um you know and then we'll be able to they're playing a back-to-back they uh they travel to arizona glendale to face uh a good coyotes team this year Dwayne. they've exceeded a lot of expectations i know they've cooled down as of late but they're they're a decent squad yeah so this isn't a this isn't an easy swing and then after that game on saturday uh they have a couple days off uh they play the jets in winnipeg on tuesday and that'll be the that'll be it for their their West Coast swing, uh, but then man, that's those are four good teams. Um, you would like to see them if they if they have any hope of making the playoffs. I if if so, I'll, I'll lay this out there. As of recording, Toronto's on a ninety six point pace, right? Correct. So we're we're trying to catch them. We need thirty. We have thirty eight possible points left. Maybe that's after tonight. I'm not sure. Yeah, after tonight. Uh, thirty eight possible points available. If we want to get to ninety six, we need to get thirty of those. That's a fucking rapid pace, bro. Uh, that's tough. So, like, your comments before about us not making the playoffs, I don't take it to heart. I think that's just you being a realist. Whatever. So, um, there's going to be a lot to talk about for next show. Assuming that we record um, Thursday night, that'll be right after the Penguins-Sabres game. Uh, we'll have one, two, three, four, four games to get to. So, uh, look forward to next week. Uh, we got a surprise guest for next week. Um, and that'll be a good one. I can't wait to drop yeah, that. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, so... I wanted to mention, so our guest today, Steve Bennett, big friend of the program. Huge friend of the program. Love the guy. He's an inspiration to me, not only for what he does um, as, a, as a, you know, a sports broadcaster, a, a journalist guy, um, somebody that I admire in the sports media world. Uh, he's he's somebody, been a huge mentor. He's been great to us, and he has been great to both of us in, in different ways. But just since we started the show with, you know, whether it was recording questions or helping us get guests lined up, he's just been a fucking rock. Uh, and I think it's worth noting that guy's a fucking warrior for what he's been through health wise. Oh, he mentions that on the on the phone call. So here's the beauty of this: we recorded this. Uh, we couldn't work it out. This was uh, right before the deadline last week that we were going to have him on uh, along with Rosie that we dropped yep. last week. Yep. Um, it's Steve's phone call with us, man. It was like he was right <laughs> next to us. It, it ended up being um, beautiful. Yeah. I think is the right word. And, Forty and to not fifty a, minutes of pure gold. So we couldn't decide where to cut it. And uh, we didn't want to overload you guys. So this, just a note, this phone call took place right after the deadline or that deadline night. 
Deadline. There was the um, no, no, the deadline. We battled about what to do with it to release it as a standalone piece. Uh, when our guest this week, the interview was that much longer that we could drop it next week. So we were including Steve Bennett. This was recorded after the deadline or right after the deadline. Yeah, he's awesome. You can follow him. What's his Twitter handle? At um, Sportscasters? No, no. It is at, I want to say, give me one second. But he's great. Please check out uh, his I'll, podcast, I'll his show. Sportscasters. Uh, is Sportscasters his is his podcast. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's his Twitter handle too, bro. No, it isn't. It is at Diversity23 is his personal sport handle. No, not his personal one. Oh, the Sportscaster yeah, one. Yeah, at Sports underscore Casters, right? Oh. It, was just yeah. up, it was just up there. It was like the fourth one. Um, I don't want to give out his personal Twitter. No, no, uh, no, it's out there. Um, and I'm not going to let that out either. So, um, no, Steve, we love you. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, it has more of a, cause it was a phone call, you know, and yep. you'll, you'll see, I think the first 15, 20 minutes we weren't even planning on using. So it has a more casual feel. I hope you guys enjoy it. It gives you a little look at, at um, he has some really cool fucking stories, dude. The Joe oh, Buck yeah. one was incredible. Oh my god! I know uh, people. Hold on. I, I know people have their opinions on Joe Buck. I personally used to hate the fuck guy. Like from the first time I remember hating him was when he chirped Randy Moss for the fake mooning on that Monday night game. Remember <laughs> yeah, that like ten yeah. years ago? I'm like, who is this fucking guy? But now, ever since he went on part of my take two years ago, anybody that doesn't follow that show, follow that show. They're awesome, big cats, the man. Um, they. Uh, I'm a big Joe Buck guy. That's all I got to say. I don't want to ruin the story. I like, you know, I wasn't as familiar with Joe Buck. Obviously, you know, I watch a lot of football. Um, and He's got a great voice. You know, he does. He that does. Gets he really has a voice for the job, up, if you know what I mean. And um, gets the blood flowing. It does. You know, you know, gets gets it all veiny. Ew. <laughs> but um, the story Steve told about how attentive Joe Buck was. Oh, that was so for cool. him. You know. Just the constant communication back and forth. That was amazing. That was but really cool. before we continue, you guys really need to listen to this interview because I don't think I've seen Cully this fired up before in, in quite some time. Oh, and we and went Steve, at it? And Steve, Steve really had him going for quite a bit. Yeah, he did, dude. Going back and forth him. about... He, uh, he was owning real estate in my brain. He was. Yeah, man. He really did. <laughs> he was, <in laughs> he was living rent-free up there, buddy. But you know what? It's, oh, it's it was worth awesome. noting. It's worth noting. I think it was... Not that I knew this at the time because he did. It was in my head. Uh, but it's great content. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look to it. Like uh, We were not planning on there on that first part. Steve's a great guy. He knows his stuff. Uh, we don't agree on everything, and Dwayne, neither do you and I. And I think that it's important to throw that out there. We don't need mm. to. I think the two people fucking agreeing on everything would be the most yeah. boring content ever. So, like you said, it's a great interview. I can't yep. wait for you guys to hear it. Just a note, this was recorded right after the deadline, so I know it's coming to you real, five, six days late, but it is what it is. Real real quick. Um, so, like I said, I've been getting oh, DMs. this is awesome. I've been getting DMs, like, you know, all day from season ticket holders. I got a DM from, his name's Austin Hess, at Austin Hess 5 a-U-S-T-I-N-H-E-S-S-5. He says this, man, and this is touching. He says, hey, man, I just wanted to, wanted to say keep up the good work and keep sharing your voices and opinions. You guys are not alone. My family has been seasoned ticket holders ever since the old odd was built. My grandfather actually helped build it, and they paid him in season tickets. That's pretty fucking cool. Right? You know, that's, you know, you know fan appreciation, right? That's what we call that. I, I don't know that. I think it might be closer to indentured servitude. Yeah, sure, but whatever. You know, appreciating <laughs> whatever. Appreciating the that's hard work. That's not a shot at that guy. In. That's fucking so yeah. cool. That is so... That's awesome. But man. literally, we have been season ticket holders since the beginning, and between both my father and grandfather, they have never seen this team and organization in such rough shape. I sit in section 114 
114, 15 rows from the ice, and we pay thousands per season for our seats, just as I'm sure you and others do. The armrests are broken and falling off. Falling off. Cup holders are busted or not even there anymore. I literally feel your pain with every tweet and every game that goes by. All we want is to be heard and to get some answers. Like, to be honest, I wouldn't be that mad with the raise in ticket prices if they had just came out and said that they would be upgrading the seats and that money with that money but instead they want to tell us some bullshit i don't hate the ownership i just want them to be straight up with us and give a fuck i'm sorry i'm probably rambling and you've probably heard this shit from so many people but i wanted to say i appreciate everything you've done since the phone call wgr and i, and I told him man I, like, I, I was what blown a away. take what a take i, I, I love this guy i love this guy Cully, i sit next to guy. a guy who has been a season ticketer since the old days of the get him he on the show there, he sits get there by him himself the he sits there by himself oh, guys fucking time. probably a beauty yeah you know he he wears the uh he wears his old um old black and red jerseys goat head jerseys he has, pretty sure he has a clint millard chuck jersey a howard ah, chuck not jersey. a big deal and get this austin also Good sent me clint. and many of you might remember this letter in 2018 when terry pagula decided not to raise ticket prices because of how badly the season went he sent he still kept the letter still kept the letter this guy's got his shit together so dated you know from from signed by signed by terry pagula i'm not happy and i'm sure you aren't either I'm sending this letter so I can personally tell you that we will not be raising season ticket prices this year. You've been a lo- you've been loyal to us in one of the most difficult times in franchise history, and you deserve better. Really, Terry? Hey, I think we do deserve letter. better. Finish the letter. When we decided to go through our rebuild, the expectation was that we would be competing for a playoff spot by now. Yeah. That simply hasn't happened. No. Nope. I bear my share of responsibility. Good. Do you now? Yeah, you, you, you bear. No, hold on. You bear your share of responsibility, but nobody's fucking seen you in over a year, Terry. Except for you trotted your ass out with your wife out on the ice. Finish the letter. Oh, hold on. I'm just let me cool down. All right. I bear my share of responsibility. Mistakes have been made along the way, but I am not here to rehash those or make excuses. I'm here to tell you I watched the games too, and the standard of the Buffalo Sabres must change. <laughs> when was this sent? This was sent in 2018. So two years ago? Yeah, so nine nine times out of the last ten seasons, they've raised ticket season ticket holder prices. This was the one time they didn't. Well, one of their arguments was that this is keeping par what everybody else is doing in the NHL. Yeah, sure. I'm not defending him, dude. I'm just putting yeah, information yeah. out there. I want you guys to make your to own drill, informed decision. Drill another fucking well like he said he would. I've challenged everyone in the organization to do better. Have you now? Every single person... Well, how do you know that he hasn't? <laughs> Look at the results. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the results speak for missing themselves. Deadlines, missing deadlines, missing deadlines. we got to choose our hill to die on here. <laughs> yeah, and you know I'll die on this hill all day long. Choosing, t- choosing deadlines, putting your wife in charge of things who, in my personal opinion, wasn't qualified to be in charge of these well, things. Well, that's tough. I don't think either of us can say that. But I'm not defending them. Has I she done a good job, though, Gully? No. I, no, I she hasn't, know, so clearly she hey, wasn't qualified. Hold on. Let me, let me preface that with... I don't know if I could do a better job, so I'm cautious in no, saying I, that. No, but, but the thing is, we didn't, you know... I didn't buy a sports team. Yeah, um, exactly. I would love to. I would just... I think I would hire the right person for the okay. job. I, okay, again, we, we did have those people in charge, remember? We had guys like oh. Ted Black. We had guys like Pat LaFontaine, who we annihilated and pushed out of the organization. And granted, yes, we, we allegedly did reach out to Pat LaFontaine, and he politely declined to come back. But would you want to come back to an organization that alienated you on the way out the door... 
no. and made you feel like you were nothing. They should have made a better attempt. They should have went to him and sat down with him and said, what is it going to take to get you in a blue and gold jersey this year for this organization? You make it sound like he's suiting up at center. He's our, he he's our second line center. Eh? Yeah, honestly, he'd be better than what we fucking have right now. Wow. <laughs> he's probably like 55. Whatever. He still got it. You tell you. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've, okay, I've challenged everyone in the organization to be better. Every single person, including me, needs to improve on everything we do. <laughs> it's just funny to read. I like it. I think he's got a great tone in a letter. I'm yeah, sorry. in 2018. I'm a big fan of the letter. In I like, 2018. It's the first time I'm hearing about it. As disappointed as I am in the season, the part of me that's a fan like you is still excited for the future. We have players in our system at all levels of organization NHL, AHL, juniors, European leagues, and the NCAA. And I am confident they will make us consistently competitive. Well, our drafting's been fucking atrocious. Let me go out and say that. I've looked back on it. I'm a big draft guy. I'm sorry to cut you off. I think that Colorado is a measuring stick for us. They've hit on a majority of their picks. Not even a majority. Let's just say, yeah, a majority. 51% of their picks have turned out to be okay. We have missed on so many picks. You only pick in the top 10 so often if you're good. You can't miss on those. Fuck. And like, like, you know, when you... Draft a guy. Nylander you, hurts, man. You draft Nylander. Nylander you draft a guy like Casey Middlestat, who who he should have stayed in college for another year. I, I, and then I, made, think that, I think that he shouldn't have been rushed to the NHL. No. Whether the best path for him would have been, I, I don't know if he's a Western League guy. I think he was probably after the World Juniors. Whether it would have just been in the NA, at AHL. I don't know what the rules are in college, how old you have to be if you have to come up right to the show. My point is this. We've mismanaged middle, middle stats first couple years. That sucks. You missed on Nylander. That sucks. You traded away Zadarov. That's another first-round pick. Of it. You know what I mean? Zadarov is still having a decent career. He's okay, though, man. He's a serviceable guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a big piece on that where, 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 team. Where would Zadarov be on this team right now? I don't know. We have too many defensemen. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Five, six? No, he'd be, no he'd, he'd I think be. he's right in the middle. I don't know. It depends on if the coaching staff values that type of hockey. He's a heavy guy that's very tough to play against. He kills penalties for him. Um, so, I don't know. To, to answer your question, I think he's a 5-6 on this team. I don't hate that trade either. I like that trade. I think we just... What do we have to show for it? Who do we get in that trade? O'Reilly and O'Reilly who? and McGinn, who are both gone. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks to suck, guys. This may not mean much. Until we win, it is just words. I just want you to know that I'm in it with you. Best regards, Terrence and Pagula. Really, Terry? You're it's in it with... Ter- it's clearly it's Terrence. Terrence. It's Terrence. Terrence, you're in it with me, huh? As Biz would say, welcome to the fucking mud, buddy. Yeah, you're in it with me? You are in it with me. Then where the fuck have you been? Where have you been, Terry? I think he's in Florida. Florida, right? Or or again, I know you're going to yell at me, but watching his his daughter play tennis. No, 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 no. no. Dude, that's wrong. I don't care. I really don't care. You can't bring people's family into it. It's wrong. It's wrong. I'm just, I'm sick of it, dude. Chirp about anything else but the family. That's it. My I'm not saying anything bad about the family, but no, just don't even bring them up. I'm not saying, I'm not saying up. anything bad. No, don't even bring them up. I think it's wrong to bring them up. I wouldn't want anybody to talk about my kids. That's. I'm just saying. You know what? You, I, I don't you, know. You're gonna sit there and tell fans that you're in it with us, but people uh, rarely see. Two years see ago, you. two years ago, he was in it. So I don't like. I, that's yeah. not fair. I know I'm nitpicking, dude. I'm just saying I don't think that's fair to. Fiftieth <laughs> anniversary. Two years later, that he's still in it. In the golden season, you have been a ghost, and you and you all of a sudden promote Kevin Adams. That's so, tough, like you said, dude. to be your shill. Kevin's be, a really good dude, and I hate that. And he's I actually here, here, here's the thing. I actually spoke to Kevin Adams on the phone the day of that whole little pro the protest in front of the arena. Um, I couldn't be there. I had to work, and it did, probably wouldn't have looked good to take a personal day at work and then be on TV at a protest. Probably not ideal. Probably not ideal. Probably get you fired. Maybe get you fired. Definitely but get you fired. 
my dad wanted to be there because my dad is a season ticket holder along with me. Big friend of the program. Yes. You know, you, I, as many of you remember when I first made that phone call, I referenced my father a lot and my upbringing with hockey and this organization and how the Sabres it's a bond we share with our yeah, dads. Yeah, exactly. And it's it, a I'm sure so bond, many, and it's been, like, it's been kind right of here, severed. Right here, that story just read, a bond this guy had with his dad and his I grandfather. that's how a lot of us fans start, man, whether yeah, it's our dad it, or our it, mom Going to the brother, games with your dad it's, or your it's, mom. It's not it's, just the team. It's the memories that you form with the special people in your lives that you're able to share that with. And I think, in a way, part of the reason this hurts so bad is that that bond feels less special. I, you can yep. never take that away, right? Yep. But I think part of the yep. reason why this sucks is because the product is suffering – Therefore, the bond is less. Like, listen, you remember big games. You remember special moments. It takes winning for those to happen most times, right? Yep. So, it's just, I don't know, man. It's fucking yeah, I'm just sad. Here, it's I'm science just, to say I'm that. Just here thinking you're going to have less special memories if your team isn't as good. Yep. So, therefore, maybe bonds aren't being made. Maybe somebody that was going to take their little brother to a game because we suck haven't. And that's maybe that was point. the time that that kid fell in love with the game. And that's that, the to point. me, is, is the biggest point of contention where I'm like, fuck, that's a bummer, man. Well, Kelly, I remember going out as a kid, you know, before cell phones and all this shit. The hip hop and the yeah, the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the hip hop, hip hop anonymous, um, hip hop anonymous. Damn a... you! You give him all the easy ones. That's tough. What is that? Big uh, Daddy. Yeah, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Okay, oh, hey, really Sandler. quick, really quick. Top three Adam Sandler movies. This is a, this is gonna start some fights. Um, Top three, quick man. Love Big Daddy. Gotta put Big Daddy all in right, there. What else you got? Happy Gilmore for sure. No brainer. Um. I, I have to say, I got a bitty Billy Madison, dude. Yeah, right? dude, that's tough because I was hoping our list would differ a little bit. So Happy Gilmore's right in there. All right, and then I have Billy Madison, personal favorite of mine. Um, you, you, there's so many quotes. So just, then I think three is a tie between uh, Waterboy, Big Yeah, Waterboy, yeah, yeah Waterboys. Honestly, I put Anyways, Waterboy in the top three. Um, anybody that's played hockey and taken bus trips, Water you've seen Happy Gilmore, really, really Billy Madison, all those Water movies a hundred times. It really, really sucks. I'm going to throw in some Adam. I hope you guys like appreciate those movies because I would love to sneak in some uh, some audio from those movies. One thing I like about, I'll point this out because like I said, I want I never wanted to bring anybody in media down. I'm not saying I'm in the media world. I just never, that never uh, appealed to me. I like to prop them up. I think Biz, uh, Biznet has a great outlook on that. It's kind of where I've, I've adapted most of it from. Uh, let's not tear each other down. Let's prop each other up. One thing I love that Chopin the Bulldog do is on their intros, they mix it up. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's different, like show lines. You know, yeah, I, it's I like always that. Sunny's in there. Yep, uh, I'm not even a, so Larry David. What's your the show Stone called? Cold. There's what's the one the Larry Stone David Cold show up. called. Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. Right? So I don't even watch that. I'm a Larry David. I love Larry him David. Him and George Alexander. There's, one, there's a good yeah, so him and George Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. They do um, a great job with that, man. Boys, I love that shit. So if you guys are down for that, I would love to fire that in there and test my my audio mixing skills. As you'll know from the probably from my social media stuff, and then. Um, my the interview we had with Steve, um, I'm a big wrestling mark, and uh, they did that one intro with Stone Cold. Uh, so I went with Deborah, went to the liquor store, I got me some beer, some more or some alcohol, more specifically vodka, tequila, beer, more vodka. <laughs> I love that. I love I'm that. I'm not one. a wrestling it's, guy, so uh, I can't yeah. relate. It's, it's but, so like, funny. I appreciate it. I'm still cold. So you funny. said Stone Cold? 
Oh, uh, yeah, the rattlesnake, baby. Anyways, um, I don't get that reference, but I just know that I got two days of in-school suspension for kicking a kid in the knees and giving him a stunner in seventh grade. Oh, yeah, like I dropped. Oh, him. yeah, dude. I, I've given a lot of stunners. Well, I mean, in my, my day. friends, we used to like play around. More, and, like, specific, more specifically, on my sister, one. my sister when we were younger. Damn I used to hit her with so many it, stunners. You hit her with so many stunners. Um, um no, I can both say I'm at the same time. We have some segments that we are going to get to. Um, we have. I said I'm again, son of a bitch. Uh, one of them is the the beer league beat. We have we finally got our submissions in. So yeah, we got four, that next episode. four or five different submissions. Um, the goal is to over the next couple weeks get out to the rinks, record our audio. The goal is eventually actually to you know at some point one another. You know, are you really gonna share this if we're not on it? I mean, I would love to when we're ready. I mean, should we? No, no. Okay, fuck you guys then. Sorry, <laughs> no, I, 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 I want to tease. I, we I, want to tease something the, so bad, but it's it's really uh, a financial thing. Little, no, I don't think it's financial. Yeah, I think it's, it's just it's, it's, it's a lot of planning. Yeah, it's not that we. It's not that's not what's holding us back. It's that that takes time to set up. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, anyways, we went completely off the rails. By the way, you know, finish your finish your sample. We completely off the rails. We we started talking about Adam Sandler. No, I was just gonna give a, a quick shout out. to, yeah. to um, We were supposed to have Melissa Body on. A quick shout out to Icing the Fed. She's done a tremendous job. Um, following the uh, the sectional championships, and uh, I actually so both games uh, there was two semifinals game for large schools. I think it was fuck. I'm I'm gonna get killed here for this. Um, it was Orchard Park versus mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, Lancaster played Will North. Oh, this is bad. Bad radio right here. So, I apologize for the bad radio. I uh, just want to get my facts right. So, the first game of the sectionals, large school, it was Lancaster versus Will North. You know, two powerhouse teams. Um, shout out to those boys because they played a triple OT fucking barn burner. Um, and Dude, it was I, awesome. Did you follow this at all? I did. It reminded me a lot when uh, my junior year, when playing with Depew, we went to... It was, you know, because the way they the way they do it in the semifinal is uh, if you're t- it's a three game series tied after two games, you go to mini games. Well, we won the first game, lost the second game, four to three. Went to three mini games, scoreless after three, and I believe in the fourth ten minute mini game. Um, yeah, no, no, it was three ten minute mini games, and then we went to the fourth, which was considered overtime, and. They scored on a really, really dumpy goal. Guy uh, plays, takes the puck behind the net. Um, and mind you, this is after three and a half hours of playing, roughly, of hockey. And 30 hey, minutes rule of scoreless. 76, no excuses, play like a champion. Yeah, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Just, you know, guys, guys are really feeling it at this point. Guy just literally just throws a puck to the front of the net. Goes off my defenseman's shin pads. Like, who's literally the distance between me and you right now off his shin pad. Into the net, three to my five. Yeah, ball. those those happen. Happen. Yeah, the and, and worst way I would rather get nip top titty ten times out of ten and have a game end like that, because at least then it's like you know because you feel like well I could I should have done something. Nah, you should, you honestly, know, it's on like, those ones I came to so, accept that the bounces in front uh, that I couldn't beat myself up. And it was season. more the ones that I knew that hey I could have played that better. So like yeah, those bothered me, but not in a way like oh what could I have done? There was nothing I could have fucking. I went off a shin pad. Yeah. What am I gonna turn into the walrus in front of that? What's that guy's name from the Geico commercial? Uh, Wally the Wally. Wally? I think it was Wally. No, it's not yeah. Wally. <laughs> um, so, anyways, back to quick shout out to the young men from uh, Lancaster. Congrats on a great season. 
But yeah, I uh, Will North, how much De- I hate saying that, man. Being a Depew kid, I'm a Hamburg guy. I never liked Lancaster either, but they had a they yeah. had a solid squad. Uh, a couple of those guys played on that really good football and they're team called too. The legends now, they're not. Even, they're they are. They the are. We're not going to get into that. That's yeah, no, 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 no. So Will North won. Um, shout out. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this kid's name, Jacob. Penetrante with the game winner. Um, and Will North coach Bob Rosen, local hockey uh, coaching legend, looking for its 500th career win at uh, the final. So, KeyBank. So, first game of the night, semifinal. Will North beats Lancaster 3 2 in triple OT. Mm-hmm. It's a cool little goal, too. Check it out. Ice in the Fed. She has the video. Second second game of the night. Game. So I feel for these kids because, you know, like everything everything for me later on in my career is about routine. Yep. And they're playing the second game of the night. So we've all been there when you're going to get the – your start time all depends on the game before you. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's played in tournament hockey has been delayed for – you know what I mean? You show up to the rink for a 10 o'clock game at, at you know, 8.30 and your game just starts at noon. Anyways, so they had to wait for those triple OTs because they're both on the main rink. Correct. So now you're – especially for the goalies, I feel for them, they uh, – you know, your, your timing's thrown off, man. Let's be honest. I'd probably be in half my gear. You don't know if that game's going to end. So you're stuck sitting around. So the second game of the night was Clarence versus OP. All right? So you treated for the fans there, treated for a 3 OT thriller in game one. Um, the second game, I think, went to double OT. Yeah, and Orchard Park wins it 2-1. to one. Oh, oh, man. Oh, God, Fonz gets another one. Oh, yeah, God. so it'll be a, a great final. Uh, Only disappointment is is they, they have this media day on Friday, usually, like after the semis. For all the teams that are in it, and it's a really cool thing. And I saw Melissa say that they canceled it because of the weather. That sucks because that's a really cool day where you get some unique content. I know she was looking forward to it, uh, but she's still something that we're gonna have on the show. Maybe we'll have her on for a recap. Yeah. After the, because by the time this our next episode comes out, we'll know who the champions she's been, are. She's been so busy with. I all love of her this. covers though. She has a great job. For those of you that are interested in following along. At Ice in the Fed, she covers all things uh, high school hockey in the area. And she dabbles in some other sports, too, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a very talented journalist. She's got a bright future. Uh, talented writer, too. So be sure to check her stuff out. But my main point is this. Big shout-out to a couple back-to-back OT games. Love it. Gotta playoff love it. hockey. See you there. Um, hey, what's playoff hockey? Uh, that's tough. What do <laughs> know here? Um, so, yeah, Sunday's game at Key Bank. I'm sure there's a slew of them. That's Super Sunday. I never got the chance to play in that. I I, um, I had twice. Okay, so you always give me a hard time when I bring up playing memories. And just for the record, I let you say one without saying anything at all. Well, just my, gave my, the mine, my, mine, mine entail high school hockey, yours entail professional hockey. Not my fault. I used so. to be a good goalie back once upon a time. <laughs> now I'm so washed up. Yep. Um, washed up is one word for it. Wow. Well, that's hurtful. Anyway, so, guys, Steve Bennett interview is awesome. Be sure to stick around for that. And then a little bonus segment after Steve's interview, a little teaser. Dwayne's got something special for you guys. He's, yep. I'll let you want. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So a lot of you guys have been reaching out to me today since the announcement last night of this absolute disaster. Whoever's in charge of making these decisions for the Sabers, like you know when, like you said, timing is really timing's a big part of it. Yeah. And you know they should they should not have a job in that organization because this couldn't be worse timing. Hey, they played a good game against Colorado. Let's tell them all their season ticket prices are going up. You know, yeah, tough, tough timing. Tough timing. I can't so, justify that. Anyways, um, I have some phone calls for you guys. Um, a couple, um, a couple, interviews. two, three. Yeah, of uh, like five minute quick interviews with some of you season ticket holder fans whose pricing has gone up either dramatically or man, but it has gone up. But 
the overall consensus is nobody's happy because it's not just the fact that they raised the prices. It's the very fact that that they've, um, you know, pretty much insulted us with consistently losing hockey. Yeah, and it's tough. Then again, as me and Collie touched on earlier, just the additional slap in the face about Sabres Bucks. And um, like I said, a, a buddy of mine who reached out to me, uh, with an, he sent me the screenshot of the email with his representative, and the guy couldn't have cared less that he was canceling his season tickets. There was I no, said I don't blame him there. But, it, you know, what do you want? After everything you've been put through, you tell them that you don't want to renew. You want pushback? You no. want them to try to argue you in? I think that would no. make it worse, dude. Just, just to say, hey, what can we do? Because this is the whole point. Well, how do you know thing. they didn't send him a sauce them a little survey at the end? The old survey oh, sauce. He, he verified me. Okay, all right, verified. my bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring this. I, up know, I just feel head. like that. That's like if I was in the, like the, the the rep. Yeah. I maybe they've been ordered to not push back, dude. Like, I don't know. That might start a fucking war, his, bro. One of, he, he even said, and like I, I'll even read the uh, email to you guys because. It just kind of blows me away that you're going to sit here and brag, not brag, but announce that, oh, each season ticket holder has their own personal representative, you know, to meet, you know, to answer any questions or answer answer for concerns within the organization. And, you know, he, you know, he asked me to not, you know, state his name on air, but um, it's a guy I play men's league with. And he says, can you please take me off your auto renew program? When do I absolutely need to decide if I'm going to keep my tickets by? Very discouraging to hear a $502 increase as well as a de- decrease in Sabres Bucks. Mostly upset about the Sabres Bucks. We have so few perks at, as it is that actually get used as a season ticket holder. Thanks. And the rep replied um, about an hour later, I took you off the easy renew for the upcoming year. First payment due April 22nd but I can try to work with you. So right there it tells me that they just completely disregarded the fact, the one thing he was most upset about with, which was the Sabres Bucks. Like, try to work, I mean, if, if, if. What, are, if, what can he do though, dude? But what can that guy I, do? I just what don't can know. that fucking like, guy not, do? Not just that guy, but what, like. Is he going to grease it the, back up to 2.5? No, but is, is, I have to imagine that they've been prepped I handle certain things with what's about to come. That they've been prepped. Prep them. So, if this is one of the things that's coming up, you can't offer a fucking gift card, something, to keep you on board? Yeah, man. Like like, like anything? Well, maybe they're not authorized. I I don't want to put Pete Peterson that's working in the ticket These guys are the fucking ones that should be authorized. Well, fuck, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, let me me take... Hey, John. Manager John. Hey, I got a guy here that says, you know, he's angry at the Sabres Bucks and he's already said he doesn't want to be a part of the auto to renew. He, we might lose him. Um, what should I do? That's all a part of prepping. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, hey, maybe they're like, playing like, something like, right now. Know, maybe maybe push- they have maybe they have a pushback. I don't know. Let's revisit it. I'm uh, just saying, it's 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 a fresh wound. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna it's revisit a fresh it. wound. All right. Let it fester a little bit, buddy. I can't. The word of the day. Brought to you by Fester. That's the word. I'm eating my gummy worms. Good radio content here. No, uh, but I wanted to throw it over to the interview. Um, Be sure to give Steve a follow, a listen, 
Uh, oh, another cool thing. I know we're we're a little, we're a week away from this. We have a giveaway for you guys. Um, some products. I'm gonna leave it at yes. that. Dwayne, leave it at that. Leave it at that. Okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna tease it if if, if there's a delay. But we have that coming to you guys. Well, uh, there, there is no delay. They've agreed. I, I still I'm cautiously optimistic. We've announced some things that have gotten delayed, and that's hurt me. <laughs> so um, we're gonna announce that on the next show, and Dwayne's gonna have all the information for you. I think that'll be really cool for uh, you guys following along uh, to reward you a little bit. Appreciate you following. Um, love the interactions we've been getting. I know we didn't do a usual Q and A. I think that's a, a big reason why we we Dwayne had a lot to get off his chest about the season ticket, and for good reason. So I'm um, not even done, be, man. Be sure I, I can talk for hours. Be sure this. to tune into Steve Bennett's interview, and then also right after uh, for Dwayne's interactions this and phone is, calls with the season ticket. I think it'll be great. The thing I'm just most blown away by is a guy like me, and I've I've looked into it. My seats are roughly going up. Four to five hundred dollars. I sit on the blue line where the Sabres shoot twice. First row of the three hundreds. So it's not like I'm in prime. I mean, I'm in good seats, but not prime. Um, I like my seats. I like sitting in a three hundred level. But and I can't even speak to if I'm going to renew right now because my father is the one who is ultimately going to make that decision for us. Because you know I'm not going to tell my old man. I'm not going to. I'm pretty much not going to walk away from my old man if he wants to keep the tickets because you know i feel not just gotta feel bad because i'm not gonna do that to him i'm not gonna leave him high and dry um but part of me tells me he's not going to want to you know once i get in contact with him he's currently on a cruise with my stepmom for uh, their anniversary um but um what i will say what i what i will say is how do you tell fans who enjoy sitting in their seats and have been loyal to you loyal for years of losing hockey, broken seats, misspelled jerseys, missing deadlines, just, you know, bird shit on seats, armrests that are repaired with 2x4s. Like, literally, the armrest is a 2x4 in the front row along the glass. I've seen pictures. Just losing captains, both of them on the same day, and Drury and Briere, um... Just all the fucking bullshit that we've dealt with as fans between two different ownership groups. You know, even before that, the Reguses and the Adelphia debacle and just all of it. And we've stuck by you. We've stuck by it all. We haven't faltered. We're still here. I'm still here. And you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me that I have to pay more money to sit in a seat that I enjoy sitting in. Because you have to recoup whatever it is you have to fucking recoup. It's a fucking joke. And I'm not even the worst. I have people that are uh, I'm going to be speaking to that have to pay over $1,000 more next season, Cully. That is a fucking slap in the face. Yeah. This is middle class America, man. Mo most of Buffalo is hardworking middle class people. And $1,000 to me is a lot of money. $500 to me is a lot of money. It is to my father, who fucking for 30 years carried mail in all different types of weather to earn money, to even be able to afford this stuff, to retire, to have a pension, served in the military on two different occasions, and you're going to tell me that that guy, people like him, now because even if they're sitting in seats that they enjoy, that they love sitting in, hey, fuck you, guess what? You want to sit in that seat, you got to pay this much more. If not, go sit up in the fucking nosebleeds, you fucking nozzle. That's the way I feel. That's the way I feel we're being treated right now. Well, you I'm have done. Every, you have I'm every, done. You have every reason to be upset. I'm done. 
Um, I look forward to the content that you get with the, the other season ticket holders. I think that's unique. I think that's something that uh, not many other shows are doing, so I appreciate you doing that. Um, it's, 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 been a tough, it's been a tough one, man. Uh, one stat I want to leave you guys with, the call fun fact of the day, brought to you by Wonder Bread. Be sure to use Wonder Bread for all your bread needs. Um, despite having three sellouts, the Sabres finished last season with an average home attendance of 17,908, the franchise's lowest mark since it drew 16,886 per home game during the 05-06 season. Um, we've ranked 20th in average attendance this year, entering uh, Wednesday's game with almost 800 fewer tickets sold per game than last season. So that's a trend you see, and it's going to continue to go down. Oh, no doubt about yeah. that. Um, it's tough, man. I encourage you guys to... To educate yourself, though, listen to the Kevin Adams interview. Um, read the read the different write-ups. It's 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 something that's going to affect everybody differently. Like Dwayne said, oh, it's serious. a slap in the face uh, for all the season ticket holders that have stood by in the tough times. Uh, but coming up here, we got I Steve don't Bennett. Care anymore, don't care. Steve Bennett, appreciate you. Follow him at Sportscasters. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, be sure to fire up some questions for us for next week's episode. We'll be recording that next Thursday. Um, Hope, well, hope it's a good one tonight. I gotta clean Pepsi off Hashik real quick. Sorry, guys. Thanks again. Be sure to tune in next week. For Dwayne, I'm Cully. This is Two Goalies, One Mike. Yo. Hello, this is the Buffalo Sperm Bank. You whack them, we pack them. This is Phil. How can I help you? <laughs> Thanks, Pickle Barrel ass. Hold on a second. <laughs> what? Welcome back to Two Goalies, One Mike. I am Johnny Cullen alongside my co-host, Dwayne Steinell. You are now listening to the 2020 Trade Deadline Special, brought to you by Puck Knobs. As always, I'm joined by Dwayne. Dwayne, thanks for being here, babe. Well, I mean, it's kind of like my show, so I should be here. Well, yeah, it is your show. I just This is my way of feeling important, babe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Love it. But, hey, we are joined by a very special guest, um, future recurring guest, um, somebody that's had a tremendous amount of success uh, in the sports media world, uh, interviewed some of the icons and legends across all sports, uh, somebody that I call a mentor and a friend, Steve Bennett. Steve, thanks for being on with us. What's up, fellas? How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Steve. Really appreciate this. You know, me and you go way back. Um, one of the one of the stories that always touched me the most was, and I, I brought it up to Anthony during his interview. I'm sure you remember was when um, they made the national championship, and you know, with your health, you know, <clears throat> the things the issues you had your health, you found a way to get there. And that one picture you guys had um, that went viral of you three together, and like that 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 was a real touching story. And I hope to maybe bring it up to uh, <clears throat> our viewership at some point. Maybe even share the picture if you can send it over to us. I well, really appreciate let, it. Let me ask you this: Is this something we yeah. saved for the regular interview? What do you think, Steve? No, that was really fun. I mean, we were an article on CNN.com, EntertainmentWeekly.com. Um, you guys did all CBS those? Evening News. You like, guys did all the, of those? Yeah, the 6.30 CBS Evening News. There's, they did a story on it. Oh, yeah, man. It you know, cool. first 10 seconds is the picture. So this is a wild experience to, like, go viral and get that 15 minutes, which I'm sure... Dwayne has been experiencing the last uh, couple weeks. Talk, but, uh, talk, talk about me on spitting chicklets, no big deal. Right. <laughs> but then the, the trick is to try to get him to talk about you six months from now. That's true, um, that's true. But I've been, I've been working at ever since. That was 2013. Uh, but in 2014, Sports Illustrated uh, 
did name my podcast the Sportscasters, one of the sports podcasts of the year. Which also was not a big, big deal. deal. Yeah, the only independent podcast. Let me tell you some of the other ones that were also won that year. Uh, the BS Report with Bill Simmons was the winner. And then uh, Pardon the, My Take. Which are the two of the the two top dogs. Yeah, Pardon My Take. Uh, Hang Up and Listen from Slate.com. Um, His and Hers, which was, I think, a podcast that Jamel Hill uh, was doing at the time with Michael Smith. Then they went on to do Sports Center at 6 o'clock together. Um, and then me. <laughs> so, uh, Man, that that's pretty- some incredible company to be even considered with. The best yeah. of the best in sports media. And for you to do that as an independent, I don't think people realize, Steve, just how hard it is to achieve success, let alone that type of success, without the, the benefits uh, of having a team behind you, a label, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, so Producers. Um, exactly. You know, a budget. Uh, advertising team. Yeah, all that. And it's almost impossible. I mean, there's 700,000 podcasts or so right now. But I've, I've yet to hear of one besides you being mentioned among them. Over 95% of them have less than 500 listeners. So it's, it's not easy. And, um, like, I don't know that I don't ask. I'm not, geez, I'm not hitting the numbers that those other guys are hitting, but I thought I carved out a niche. You know, my podcast is very much like a, uh, a modern, a modern trade magazine for sports media. You know, like maybe 20 years ago, it probably would have been a magazine where I get all these people from sports media to come, and the people who like it the most are people in sports media. You know, my listeners are people like Kenny Albert and, um, you know, uh, Joe Buck, who's become a friend of mine, which blows my mind. Are you kidding you know, me? Like, from the Joe no, Buck. Wow. I, I can tweet with Joe. I can send Joe Buck a text right now, and he'd write me back in five minutes. He, if you sent him a message of me, um, you know that's inappropriate. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that question off the table. But I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Joe Buck. And yeah, man, Steve he takes just, a lot of heat for no reason. Gee, Steve, just you sharing that, dude. man. That is so fucking cool, man. Here's what pisses me off. So let me tell you this. So you take Dwayne mentioned he takes a lot of heat. No, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of something that happened during the during the ALCS this year. So it was the Yankees and the Astros, correct? That was the ALCS. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the Yankees and the Astros are playing whatever game six, game seven, one of the games. And I look, I go to Bucks mentions on Twitter, right? And I pull up twenty tweets or so. In the twenty tweets, there were six people who were bitching at him for being a homer for the Yankees. Oh and there was God. nine people, and there was nine people bitching at him for being a homer for the Astros. So they, they don't know even how to think for themselves. They, they <laughs> just amazing that it's almost a perfect fifty-fifty split. Yeah, it's like so you can't win. And I think with baseball, the problem for someone like Joe Buck or anyone who calls it nationally, and think about this, Dwayne. I know you're a big Red Sox fan, right? Oh yeah, me too. And you, and you follow, okay, call it, so you, you guys, you follow the Red Sox all year, and a lot of times when you watch them. It's the guys on Nesson or the guys on WEEI or whatever station covers the Red Sox. I think it's WEEI, but it could be wrong. Any uh, any Nesson. Okay. Well, Nesson on TV, right? Is it WEEI on the radio? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, yeah. Right. So you're you're usually following on that. And when you're following on that, you're getting a local broadcast, 162 games. Yep. And local broadcasts usually slant towards the local team, as they should. I mean, we have one of the great homers of all time in Buffalo, Rick Jenneret. We do. You know, we used to have one of the great homers of all time for the Bills in Van Miller. 
Yep. That's okay, and people like that. Then when you get to a national broadcast in the playoffs, that's kind of shift away from you, and all of a sudden you're listening to someone who's now being a little bit more critical of your team, and I think that that really hurts people like Buck. I think, I think you really hit the nail on the head with that, actually. Yeah, I think that that is, is a huge part of it. And then those same people who are pissed off at him from baseball, they take that to football. And carry it over to other sports, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he, look, he's never been nothing but fantastic to me. Listen, the very first time he was on my podcast, um, we did the interview. It was like 30 minutes long. I thanked him, hung up. About 30 minutes go by, my phone's ringing. I pick it up. There's Joe Buck on it. I'm like, Are oh, you he must kidding have. me? I'm like, he must have bucked out me, right? You know, so I answer. <laughs> I answer, like, what's up, Joe? He's like, dude, I just wanted to make sure everything turned out okay. You didn't do anything else. Wanted to make sure you didn't want me to do like. The uh, fact that he reached out to you like that is insane, dude. That yeah, is. Yeah, he just oh, just man. wanted to double check, see if I wanted him to do like a station check for me, like you know, hey, this and that's is just Joe the Buck. type of guy he is, Steve. Yeah, dude. Okay, so my family, I, I've had three surgeries in the last 289 days. And, hey, God bless you for being healthy, man. And we're yeah. so happy to hear you're doing well. It's nothing I can't handle. Other people got it much worse. But listen to this. So my family, they're starting to feel bad for me. They know I'm a huge Saints fan. So around my birthday, they got together and they sent me to New Orleans uh, for a Saints game this year. And um, I'm getting ready to go down there. It's like Monday. I'm going, you know, later in the week. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to text Joe and see if he can get me a field pass so I can walk around before the game, you know, whatever. So I put it off a couple of days. I'm nervous. I don't like asking for favors. The guy's already done me a lot of them. And I'm like, finally, I do it, you know? And before I even, I send him the first message, I'm going to follow it up with something. Like, hey, if you can't, don't worry. I'm typing it in, and the bubbles pop up. No way. You know, he's already writing me back. And, and how writing, long after? How long before did you start typing? Or how long did dude, you send that message? Get second, I couldn't even get the second message set before he replied. Dude, that's so cool. And this is a guy that has probably on the go all the time. People messaging him left and right, probably never gets left alone. And for him, kids under two oh, at home man. he's taken care of. You know, and it's just it's, the message is like, sure, no problem. Like it wasn't even was a big it. deal to him. Yeah, sure, no problem. So he got me a field pass, and because of that, I got a picture with Drew Brees. I got my jersey signed, and I got to hug the guy. And, well, you've and been a lifelong, him. lifelong Saints fan, right? I've been a Saints fan since I was seven years old, nineteen eighty-seven. So let me let me just just let me just. No, hold on, there. hold on, not me. Hold on, Johnny. Yeah, so yeah. This will transition. This will transition just into hockey. So people always ask me, why do you like the Saints? Why don't you like the Bills? You know, you grew up in Buffalo. So when I was four, five, six years old, I cared about two things in the world. Hockey and wrestling. That was it. Hockey and wrestling. I got Raw on the TV right now. <laughs> all I wanted to do was play with my Ricky Steamboat and my Randy Savage, and then I wanted to shoot pucks out in the driveway and play with spatulas in the living room, you know? <laughs> and this one day, it was a Sunday afternoon in September, and the Sabres were playing a preseason game against the Minnesota North Stars in Minnesota, radio only. And in my mind, I woke up thinking it was the biggest game of the, of the, of the world, like Game 7 of the Cup. I thought the whole family's going to crowd around the radio, you know, listen to <laughs> Sabres and North Stars. The Sabres got the B squad out there. I still I thought it was the biggest game. My parents were like, the Bills are playing the Dolphins. We're watching the Bills and the Dolphins game. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? 
So I'm in, so I go in my room, shut the door. I'm like, fuck the Bills. You know, this is bullshit. The Bills suck. Why would anyone listen to that? Football sucks. I'm listening to the Sabres. So then I go out there. <laughs> I and love this, it. This Bills receiver named Jerry Butler broke his leg in the end zone, oh. catching a touchdown, the last play of his career. So I, I happen to walk out, and that and they're cleaning that messed up. They're dragging him off the when field. When you say walk out, you mean like you were right there? No, like, you know, I I, I come out from my bedroom oh, okay, to the living okay, room. okay, 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 and, and on the TV, my parents are watching poor Terry Butler's career flash before his eyes, right. and they're carting him off, you know? And I'm giving to them. Oh, the Bills, they can't even leave the field on their feet. You know, they stick. That's <laughs> so, so funny. Right. I love it. Poor Jerry Butler, you know, never played another snap, you know. So if you're listening, I'm sorry, Jerry. Sorry, Jerry. We love you, man. Right, yeah. You know, God bless you. You had a great career. With that stuff. fucking Sabres game should have been on. Right, yeah. So, so finally, like, you know, a year later, my dad's like, you know, can you watch some football with me today? And I'm like, all right. You know, and he's like, it's the playoffs. Just watch a few minutes. All right. So I sit down next to him, and he's like, it's the Saints and the Vikings. He's like, the Saints have been in the league since 1967. This is 1987. He's like, it's the first time they've ever been in the playoffs. They've always been shitty. Their fans would wear bags on their head. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I'm watching. They're playing in the Superdome. They have beautiful uniforms. That bright green Astro turf, the way it used to be before the field turf. It just looked like, it looked amazing to me. And their coach is a guy named Jim Mora. And it's yeah, like, not a big deal, Jim Mora, whatever. Looked just like my grandfather. I'm like, wow, They're, they got an Italian coach. They play in this beautiful stadium, and they get up 10 nothing. The place is going batshit. I'm like, this is unreal. I didn't know football was this cool. Was that your first experience being, like, that close? Like, really being a fan, right? So me and my dad are watching. They lose the game 48 times. <laughs> I mean, it's just a disaster. You know, the Vikings are getting touched. I think Wade Wilson was their quarterback. They're getting touchdown after touchdown. And my heart is just breaking. I'm thinking about the people in the bags. The 20, you know, losing seasons. And I, said, I shouldn't be laughing, but fuck, man. You I said, I am a Saints fan for life. And I kept it serious. I turned 16 in September 1996. I got my driver's license on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and I haven't missed the Saints game since. That's so fucking cool. Everyone. That's so fucking cool. And I I know we we talk about being a hockey podcast, but let's not forget that that sports is that vehicle that that not only brings us together, gets us through tough times, but, man, that's that's the beauty about it, right, Steve? It is. It was hockey that brought me to the Saints. Isn't that you know, if it, if it wasn't for my uh, for my love of the Sabres and their shitty preseason game against the North Stars, which I recently looked that game up, they lost four nothing. Was Madonna so. on that roster? No, way pre Madonna. What about uh, <laughs> uh, any 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 I name? I have no idea who they had. Brian Bellows probably. Well, that guy was a horse. Yeah, um, probably him. I mean that era. But still, man, we're talking about the the golden era. My golden era, I mean, anything. It was basically a royal royal rumble match in in uh, on the ice. Um, the good old beautiful game. But I just think it's really cool, Steve, to see now you transition and have success in the sports media world. Um, everybody has that story of when they became a fan of their team or their sport, right? Yeah, Sabres and hockey from day one. 
um, and then Saints in 87, and um, those are my two main teams. Uh, I like baseball more than I like any baseball team, but I do like the Braves because when I was growing up, they were the only show in town. You Johnny know, fucking around Smoltz, yet. baby. Johnny fucking yeah. Smoltz. I mean, I could watch them every day, and to love a baseball team, you really got to watch. You need that investment, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you have to be. You have to be all in. That's 162 yeah. games. That's a lot. Yeah. It was it was tough for me with the Red Sox this year, man, because I knew going in, they made almost no like substantial offseason moves uh, coming in this last season. I just knew it was going to be a disaster from the word go, and they didn't address anything with the pitching. And I kind of checked out this year uh, after the first 20 games. It was just like it was it was hard to oh, watch. No, but you bring up a good point, man. You can be a fair weather hockey fan, and then two win it what matters. You can be a fair weather football fan, but to be a base a true baseball fan, you have to be in for the highs and the lows, and it's I, a fucking I, grind, man. I couldn't do it this year, man. I've I've been through all the lows, man, but this year it was just, it was tough to watch. That'll happen. You'll have a season like that. And if you're in Buffalo, you have 16 in a row. Like and, I, and, I have, and, I have, and I have a tattoo of Jason Veritek punching the air out in the face on my arm. That's, That's actually hot. I am. That's actually hot. Like, I've been, uh, I've been with, I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, but not 2020 Howard Stern. No, so, completely different human beings. Right, so I listen to, so I'm kind of like this with wrestling, too. Like, I'm a huge wrestling fan, but pretty much 1984 to 1999. With Stern, I'm pretty much 1980s. Whenever he started in WMBC, right. when, when, when he started that meteoric rise, and, but, and right, he was right, right around there until Artie Lang left in 2009. So that's basically my window. Well, a long time ago, I decided, you know what? If I'm gonna watch wrestling instead of bitching about how much I hate it in 2015 or 16, whatever year it was, I'm gonna spend the time I have watching wrestling, watching shit I love like WrestleMania three and. Survivor oh, Series yeah. 87 and I shit can, like that. I can relate to you, Steve, man. I'm a huge mark. I, I fucking love wrestling. Yeah, oh, I'm a huge mark, too. Oh, we, we, gotta, we gotta chat sometime. Now. I have like 50 goddamn t-shirts in my closet right now. My guy right now, at least I think the only thing that's gonna save uh, the program, in my opinion, outside of NXT, is definitely Kevin Owens. I love Kevin Owens. Guys, I'm not even a wrestling wrestling guy, but I think What's we have... Wrestling? What's wrestling? Oh, fuck off, alright? I've taken uh, way too many clap bombs to the teeth. To be able to speak right, but I think it'd be such a cool episode. I think we have enough. There's enough of a crossover between the wrestling and hockey fans in our, in our show. We'll release it as kind of something like this, like special. I'd love to hear you two go at it about the old, the old WWF, the transition <laughs> to WWE, and just the state of wrestling today, guys. Because I think that'd make for great content. Are you guys up for it? A- AEW has definitely pushed them to improve their product. Would you agree with that, Steve? Competition is always great for us. Oh, that's great. WCW was yeah. one of the best things that ever happened to WWF. But you've, you've yet to answer my question. Oh, Are you yeah. guys down to oh, yeah, do a collaboration? I'll talk, Absolutely. I'll talk wrestling anytime. Oh. My point was, though, with Howard, when I'm going to listen to Howard, I listen to what I love. And lately, I haven't listened to October 2003. And the Red Sox and the Yankees are playing uh, the series that eventually ended with Aaron Boone. But just today, I was listening to uh, the Monday episode after the... Um, uh, Pedro Martinez throwing Zimmer down. Oh, oh man, man. That, oh, was, that was one of the best days in my, my <laughs> sports fandom history. Feel that like, was the same day that that Arod and Veritek got into it. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, I think that no, was the precursor. No, the precursor. Arod wasn't on the Yankees till '04. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is '04, uh, the infamous season. Uh, yeah, so it's '03. This is the '03 year, the one okay. that I. Oh wait, so Pedro throwing Zimmer might have been the precursor to some bad blood That's boiling right. over the next year. Well, I forget. Oh what, yeah, well that two years. I mean the the bad blood between the Yankees and the Reds. I mean that rivalry was 
I mean, I I remember so obviously in 2004 the Red Sox fall behind three nothing. I had this I had this fan that's a huge Yankees our friend that's a huge Yankees fan, and he was calling random numbers in Boston, and like shit talking them. That, game three, I just remember it was like an ass kicking by the Yankees in Fenway. And looked so bleak. Oh and man! Was, well, all hope was lost up until even into the eighth inning. Yeah, oh, into the ninth. Obviously, with then the stolen base by uh, by Roberts. Dave uh, Roberts. Uh, Can we do a quick rewind? Was he safe? He was safe. Oh, absolutely. He was safe enough. Absolutely. Why was there even controversy then? It, it was. It was the, the greatest thing is the entire world knew he was stealing. Like everybody knew he was well, stealing. That Mariano yeah. Mariano picked him off twice in the third checkoff. Yeah. Yeah, what a great, I mean, and then the the hidden moment in that whole series is the Yankees are going to win the series on a Tony Clark double, but it bounces over the short fence in right field in Fenway, so it's a ground rule double. To prevent the runner? Send, they have to send the, the winning run back to third base, wow. and then the Red Sox, I think that was the game the Red Sox won on the Ortiz home run, maybe, yep. or the Ortiz hit. Him and Manny, it, him and Manny were absolute monsters in that series. That was fun. It's a fun to you. It's a great time to like just love baseball and not have to give a shit, yeah. you know, and just watch those two series. And then, you know, of course in '03 the Yankees got picked off in the World Series by the um, by Mar- the Marlins. Marlins, but, right? Yeah, but the that, uh, Red Sox. Thirty roughly, for thirty about uh, the Marlins' rise and then meteoric fall. I mean, it was interesting. But here's here's what gets me. And, and on this note. The Red Sox breaking their curse and beating the Yankees in that series, can we all agree that that will go down as a top five sports moment in oh, history? Absolutely. It was, you know, for me, one of the funniest things of that whole series between the Sox and the Yankees in 04, I want to say it was Kevin Millar. He kept on saying going into the game, into that uh, fourth game, he goes, you better kill us now. You better end us now. I want to say it was Millar. He goes, because if you don't end it now, we're coming back and we're winning this whole whole damn thing. Like you better you better stick a fork in us now. You better kill us now. And he was right, man. That team was that that team was just full of so many Hall of Fame uh, type players. They had a lot of heart. They had a lot oh of soul. Oh my God, yeah. But I'll tell you what, Kevin Millar, that guy fucks. <laughs> well, the Yankees knew they had to beat him in Fenway because by the time they got to Yankee Stadium, I mean they were out of pitching. Yeah. You know, I mean, even in game well, seven. Hey, the Red Sox were much better. We got a guy pitching on a bloody sock. Yeah. But that's still Kurt Schilling. Yeah. Hey, 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 really quick, really quick. Was that planted? Yeah. Was that, was that planted? No. No, Kurt Schilling's just being a badass. Yeah. I don't know. Anyone, anyone, who says that, anyone who says that now just doesn't like his politics. No, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. No, I, I, politics I don't, aside, I don't I've, I've heard it that it was... It was an it was a mental Shut the thing. Fuck up, Kelly. It wasn't. No mental. Who's Kelly? He, Kelly. You, he, he, first, first off, he literally had ankle surgery like 48 hours before that. Like, of course he's gonna bleed through his socks. His stitches aren't even aren't even. Uh, he still had stitches in his ankle, right? Like, come on. I love how I turned into a Yankees fan real quick right here yeah. for doing. I love it how this is supposed to be <laughs> NHL trade deadline, and we talked literally no. about. Wrestling, football, and baseball. No, but man, I think that's the beauty of it. And, oh, yeah. and, and like Steve is somebody that that is is like we said is, is not only been a big brother to us, but has helped us get started and and been a mentor for us. And and man, listen, we're in the age of of, of multimedia integration, right, between cross platforms. But I think that the successful people in our business are the ones that are not one one trick ponies, one sport ponies. 
And, and I think you could tell a lot about somebody about, you know, <laughs> imagine dating profiles where all you had to do was you didn't list anything about yourself except your favorite sports teams. That's a fucking genius idea. I, I missed miss, miss the dating app era. So, oh, so did I, I buddy. That, so did I. I'm only I, 28. I go on there. And uh, I'm used to actually wheeling abroad in a bar like a normal human being. But it's now like I meet a girl at a bar. And it's can we did you did we match on Tinder? Like no, we just matched in real life. I'm right here. Fuck. Well, you mentioned Big Brothers. So I gotta I gotta mention one more thing. Then we'll do a few minutes of hockey, and then I gotta go to sleep because I'm old. I have another job, and that is the curator of the Museum of Dazer. Okay. Well, I you, got all. You know I'm pictures. intrigued right now because I'm I'm all a big Dazer fan. Yeah, I have all the pictures. I have the video of every single goal he scored in college. I have junior goals. I have everything I can find. Wait, do you have high school goals? Do you have high school goals? I have one, two, three, four high school goals. Do you have high school practice goals? No. Okay, thank God. I never film practice. Well, I mean, I'd I'd be featured heavily in that one. But I do have the um, badge school goal. uh, Oh, the shootout goal. No, the goal that won. No, no, not yeah. the shootout, not the, the, the door play. Yeah, the door play. In the last second. Hey, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody, because when we have you on, or when we have Anthony and Greg back on, I, I, was, I was meaning to tell that story, and it, right. it, it deserves a, Dude, Dwayne, no joke, one of my favorite hockey memories to this day happened when, what, Steve, me and Anthony were what, sophomores? Sophomores, yeah, I mean, they put it in the yearbook. The edge school was from the British Columbia they were yep. uh, they were one of the top ranked teams. I bet you, Steve, if we look back at that roster, they had at least ten to fifteen WHL draft picks. Um, you know, well, maybe they, they created that school to be a sports school. They they created um, it to be the Canadian Shack. Yeah, and I got the video of the goal from them. I had to call them, and, and they were not happy. No, they didn't want to give it up because man, they, dude. You know, but I I, I appeal to the guys um, uh, to. Uh, Sympathies, I guess, and God the sympathy. But anyway, so I'm listening to the interview that you did with with Anthony. But I'm listening to it as the curator of the Museum of Dazer, not as Anthony's brother. I gotta say, man, you cut him pretty short. I mean, you forget whoa, whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not our no, call. Not our let call. Let me finish. Let me finish. You can come back. Fuck me you right in talk, the fuck You hole. were talking. You were talking about the kid. Like he was a house league player the first 15 years of his life. No. I mean, this is this no. is a guy who was one of the top AAA forwards in the state of New York his whole life. The only thing he ever got cut from his whole life was those state festivals, whatever those festival, whatever the select that's festivals. The, yeah, that's the only thing he ever didn't make. Why? Who knows? Part of the reason he didn't make it was because he went to St. Francis, and he was friends with me. But. Man, you're talking about him. He's like, I know you're kind of trying to set up this Cinderella story, but I mean, he 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 made varsity freshman year at St. Francis. What team did you play on freshman year? JV White. <laughs> how many how many NHL camps does Anthony have? He went to one. He went to a Sabres camp, just well, like cool, you. Cool, I got two. All right, I'm not comparing you. Both sick. I'm no, just, dude, I'm just fucking with you. Hey, I'm just, but, hey I'm in my just remarks, hey, you were selling him a little short. No, 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 no. What are you talking about here? Hey, I, oh, let, I let you speak going. your piece. I let you speak your piece. I want to speak mine. Right. Go ahead. There's two points to this argument. Number one, All right. 
This mm-hmm. was before we had our own studio set up. We were we were thankful to the Fredonia Radio Station crew to let us use, yep. to let us <laughs> <laughs> to let us use their setup. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. Apparently, even though I had won them two international awards, uh, I wasn't good enough. It you know yeah. I wasn't good enough Go to the, the studio by myself. So we were on a time constraint. Okay. My thinking was that we could do instead of doing a, a standard. You know, like how the Spin Chicklets does, they do, you know, the no, first part of the I show. I'll okay, give you an example. They do a okay. half an hour where they talk about their certain stuff, the segments run down. They do about an hour guest, and then they come back for another half an hour, okay? All right. Uh, my plan was to have Anthony on just throughout the whole show, just because there's so much we could get to. Yeah, that All right, but I don't understand why that means when he was on, well, you were talking about well, him like, well, you know, he was enhancement talent. Well, I mean. You know, like he was coming into the ring in generic tights and taking the elbow from the Macho Man. If, you, if you'd let me finish, like so I say. So, no, you so you're saying Anthony you. was getting jobs? Is that what you're saying? Here's what gets me. I I let you finish like a very okay, good bold. man. All I was looking to do was finish. I gave you the setup. Sure, got when it. we got in there, an hour right. and a half turned into 30 minutes. Ah. So I was in a pickle. And I know you both you like pickles, and especially the activity of sitting on them. But right. for me... <laughs> Like, uh, so for me, it was, how do I condense this fucking beautician of an interview into 30 minutes? And there was a few things I wanted to touch on, okay? Um, in, in actuality, looking back, I should have just scrapped it and redid it. But I had to pull a lot of strings to get them down there, and, and I didn't want to make it all for naught. Um, so I breezed through a lot of things. But two things, uh, Steve. My dad's got a great hearing aid guy. Check him out, because... I was talking about myself being cut. Anthony was always the cream of the crop. Anthony always played for the top teams. He was always on the Regals. I only played one or two years with him. You want to know why? Eric fucking Terapaki. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Okay. Fuck him. Um, Brandon Kahn was a great goalie. Shout out to Brandon. He's a good kid. I know Brandon. Yeah, um, Brandon was he, was, he was better than me. Um, but other than that, you know, Steve Racine, you know, I, I, he's, he's better now, but... There's nothing. There's no windsuits his parents couldn't buy to help his teams. <laughs> um, here's my point, Steve. It's not that I wanted to cut short or, or or set Anthony up as some Cinderella story. I I I didn't have the the time to allude to it. Um, but just the way it wasn't that he ever got cut. It's just that even on the best teams, he flew under the radar. Like that kid should have been on OHL drafts. And I'm not just saying. And I'm sure he was on the draft list. But he should have been a top five pick. And, 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 and he never got that recognition early on. And you, you did bring up the, the Select Festival, so I was right about one thing, right? Yeah, no, he never, never for whatever reason, made out of Buffalo and Select Festival. You know, that's one of those mysteries where, you know, like on Friday, the Junior Sabres are like, hey, will you leave St. Francis and play for Junior Sabres? And then on Saturday, you're finding out you didn't make Select Team. But that stuff happens. I'm just um, a little butthurt that you think I jobbed him. You did. You, you set up this story like he was this lost soul who somehow graduated from St. Francis and made a miracle four hours in Minnesota to get in the USHL and then somehow got into D1 hockey. I never told him. I, 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 I didn't tell them. I didn't tell the Minnesota story. 
as a senior. I didn't tell the Minnesota story. As a senior in St. Francis, he had the single greatest season for a St. Francis prep hockey player ever. He had 72 points in 39 games. Okay, he was the Buffalo High School Hockey Player of the Year. Better than Vinny Scarcella. Better than Vinny Scarcella. Better than any season. Vinny had a better four years at St. Francis. No, no, no. Single season, statistically, Anthony was better. Highest scoring season in the history of St. Francis Prep Hockey. Hats off, Anthony. He was a special, talented player. And then he went to the USHL where he deserved, and then he went to D1 Hockey where he deserved. Well, no, no, no. I, 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 go ahead, Dwayne. But I just then, want to stop sucking Anthony Day's dick here. Well, no, hey, hey, as the curator, kidding, no, kidding, no, as the curator of the Anthony Dayser, Anthony Day, back at home right now? If, if the curator of the Dayser Museum, I'm yeah, sure that your glacial skills are, are high. No, but in all seriousness, Steve, here's my one, my one point of contention, okay? I'm a huge Anthony Day fan. I love him, and he's as humble as they get, okay? Statistically speaking, he had the most dominant performance at prep school hockey history at St. Francis. We're not, nobody's arguing that, okay? But let's not kid ourselves if we think that the NPH – and listen, I am not taking away from what Anthony did because what he did was special. But let's not kid ourselves when we say that the NPHL was, was as strong of a league – what would that would have been? 2011, 12? 2009. But it's not about the MPHL. It is. It is. 75% of no. the schedule. Fuck me. No, every, every single St. Francis player has played in the MPHL. So if you have the best season in St. Francis history, it does, it's not like the year before Vinny Scarcella and St. Francis were in the OHL. No, they were in the MPHL that year, too. It, it would point. be foolish. It would be ignorant to think that the MPHL was the same league it was just a few years prior. And that's, that's, a, that's a hill I'm willing to die on. And I that's not just because I got kicked league. out. Anthony's senior year, St. Andrews had three or four kids who went on to play D1. Gilmore had three kids who went on to play D1. Yeah, D1, ACHA. San Francis, San Francis had five kids who played. When Anthony played in the NCAA tournament um, in 2013, there was five, four, five, four year St. Francis prep players. Well, let's listen. D-Bold Day. No, in the tournament that year, the five players were Kevin Ryan. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, wait, wait, sorry. No, I love Kevin Ryan. Nothing against him. But Atlantic Hockey now counts as Division One. Of course it does. That was a joke, dude. They almost beat. They almost beat North Dakota that day. You're right. You're right. That was. They were a cool. three. They were. Hey, shout out Kevin. Large. That was an incredible run by him. He had a phenomenal that was an game. Large team. That was an at-large team. That was not an automatic qualifier. What you rarely see out of the Atlantic. Correct, but that was a, that was an at-large team. Kevin uh, Ryan, Anthony Day. Right? Uh, Canisius had um, Sullivan. Sullivan and Berea. Oh, and also at Niagara was Benedict. Hey, big shout-out to all those guys. We're hoping to get most of them on the show. With that being said, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Steve. Um, we'd like to dedicate – not only this show, but this season, to, to Matthew Benedict, uh, who passed away tragically uh, way too young. Um, Matthew yeah, was a friend of all of ours, one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet, a I tremendous know. athlete, hockey player. Uh, I encourage all of you to read um, an essay he wrote uh, about the issues of traumatic brain injuries right? yeah, yeah. and the effects on athletes. And, and posthumously, 
It is so emotional to read that. So big shout-out to the Benedict family, somebody I grew up with. Um, but you know what, Steve, you have a point. That was a, a special group of guys, and to have all five of them playing in there means a lot. But my original point still stands. The MPHL. I wasn't advocating for the MPHL. It is what it is. But it's a huge part of what your argument is. No, because I'm arguing whether or not he had the best season ever at St. Francis. And every single season. I am going to disagree. Lee Stepniak, 1996. Lee Stepniak never played for the prep team. Yeah, because the prep team didn't exist. Right. He played played in the Fed. You want to litigate the Fed now? No, but, dude, that's an asterisk. No, he could have played for the prep team, but he jumped ship. What he went and played for the junior Sabres. His, his senior year of high school, he, he made the decision to advance his hockey career. Before which that. ultimately led that him to a... Before that. What do you mean? He left before he was a senior. Are you positive? Positive. Because my brother was on that team. Yeah, I know Lee. Lee was like almost my birth year. And he played played at the junior Sabres with my best friend, Justin Siebold. Who hey, is the shout out greatest. Siebold, one of the best roller yeah. hockey players in the history of the world. One of the great underachievers in the history of hockey. Um, Shout out to University. Yeah, playing D3 when he should have been on D1 scholarship. Former, somewhere. former but, diversity goalie right here. Oh, wow. For a year or two. Wait, but Dwayne, are you, like, or sorry, Steve, so you're yeah. saying that I, I could, and I could be mistaken, I could have sworn that Lee played his three years and then left to play junior Sabres his senior year. Two years. Two years on the prep, or two years on the fed team. Now, his junior year, he may have played a little bit of both. Thank you. Thank you. It may have been, but it was still fed. Okay. Remember remember what Franny did with the fed league back then? Remember what happened? They basically created the prep team for Stepniak, and he walked on them. Well, it's not like they needed him. We had success. Yeah, I mean, John Bowers was a great coach, and it was a great program, and luckily it succeeded you know, basically until you were the coach. Oh, my God, that is the best thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. No, no, you did good. You did, you did well there. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> but again, I got five minutes left. We're going to talk Holy about these NHL shit. trades at all. Yeah, this was to, supposed to be an NHL <laughs> trade deadline <laughs> talk. We just spent fucking 40 minutes talking about wrestling, football, baseball, and Anthony Day's wiener. All right, fine. Hey. <laughs> All right, Steve, fine. Hey, make me a deal. Give me eight minutes. Okay, got it. Go. Um, So, looking down the deals, let's start with the Sabres. Uh, This was an interesting moment. You know, we lose the past couple games. We're obviously sellers. I liked what they did at the deadline. We'll start with the Wayne Simmons deal. Go. No lose deal. Look it. It's a shot in the dark. They got him for free, basically. I don't care about fifth-round picks, especially fifth-round picks two years from now. Um. New Jersey kept half the salary, so who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. Low risk kind of board, right? Yeah, you give him twenty games. If the twenty games matter, he'll 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 be important. I have if, one question on that. If only kind of a matter, he won't be that important. You know, he, he he's only as valuable as the games are important because they brought him in to be a guy to tell the Jack Eichels and the Sam Reinhardt, hey, this is a big night. You know, let's go. You got to be on your best. You know, he's in there for the room and good for the guy grip. in the room. Yeah, in the sandpaper aspect, but none of that matters if you're playing out the string the last time game. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, okay? Yeah. Here's a guy that had Buffalo on his no no trade list, correct? No, yeah, he he no, trade, no trade clause, clause to come, yeah? No trade clause. to come. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would like to think, and this is pure speculation, 
that the Sabres are obviously, Botchville was quoted many times saying he's looking for guys with term, correct? Correct. He does not have term, but... But I'd like to... My he, argument is this. If he plays well, if he was, Yeah, if he was willing to waive that, then I'd like to think that Bottrell has some kind of inkling that he's at least willing to to hear out, well, no, fuck, we'll have exclusivity rights in, until July 1st. Right, right. I, would, I, would like, I would like to think... You guys see my point? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. fine. I would think, like to think that in our bottom six going forward, he would fit real nice, and not with his team, but the city. Right now? Yeah, he's from Scarborough. You think he's a bottom you know? six guy right now? Yeah. Absolutely. I disagree with you. And our roster... I, I mean, think he can. I mean, I he might be a, contend, a contending team. He's bottom six. I mean, sure. I mean, going forward, are you talking about after this season? Yeah, I'm talking season, about right now. Six, and he can slot in on that second line um, for sure. But I got a feeling you're you're going to have because Bottero already said today in his press conference he sees Cahoon as uh, Cahoon as a uh, a winger, not a center. Yeah, I think I like him taking Froelich's spot. Get Froelich in the press box. Who who hit Froelich on a Greyhound bus down to the yeah. old mm, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan Warriors? Yeah, bury him as far as you can. Worst. You know, let Simmons fill in on that spot on the bottom two lines, and then let him play second power play. You know, maybe even mix him in on a top power play now and again, and just see how it goes. Right now, we're talking about a guy who the last three years has played below replacement level NHL hockey. Well, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the National Predators brought him in last year. For the playoff run, and he only played two games in the playoffs to scratch the rest. Yep. So he's got to he's got to prove it a little bit. But I like the deal because let's say he sucks. So what? You don't resign him, and what, and what did they lose? We lost a fifth right. round pick and right. half the salary. Right. No. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about Sabres Twitter and Sabres fans. Right. All week it's you better do something, Jason. You got to do something. And then all of a sudden it's oh no, but not that, not that. You can't have it both ways, right? Well, the people that have been saying that should ride a bike with no seat. Well, here's my here's my thing. I'm indifferent about just the day in general, because um, I'm not, not a angry. Home run day. I, I'm not angry. I'm not happy. I'll put it this way. Yeah. Um, it's a forty degree day right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah, my thing is, and I I, I get there's a lot of talk that you know, um, that Carolina that, that they like Carolina's offer apparently more than ours. But man, if they could have found a way to wheel tro- you know, to, to wheel Trocheck into Buffalo, I am through the fucking roof. I right just now, don't see that happening, Dwayne. I love I would, it too. I, I wouldn't have wanted to pay more than what Carolina paid, though. Would you so say they, 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 they paid a lot? They did. Would you yeah. say, Steve? I mean, if the cost for him is more than what Carolina paid, I'm out. Even if it's on on par with that, like, are you willing to I'm give probably up? out? Yeah. Who, who, here's my argument to Dwayne earlier. Is and I, I see where you're coming from. I love it. Trocheck yeah. completes us. 100%. Not this year, but long term. Who is Eric Holla? Who are we giving up? You mentioned Casey Middlestack. I, mean, I, I don't think, think he's a comparable. No, I'm not saying he's a comparable, but I mean, I, I would just I like, think he'd be the prospect. Be. I, uh, I agree. I just I would like I would like to be a fly on the wall in that worm just to know what was actually on the table from our end of things. So to settle this argument between me and Dwayne before we move on, Steve, who do you think it would have taken roster player wise? If that was their asking price, okay, um, Trocheck for Eric Halla, Lucas Walmark, Etu Lusta, I'm not even going to pretend, pretend to know that name, and Chase Prisky, okay? So that's two NHL I don't think rows. we got the bullets. What's that? I don't, honestly, I don't think we got the bullets. Right. I mean, why? But let's just, they're not taking Skinner in $10 million, right? No, I mean, no, they're not. They don't want Rodriguez. 
But to, to, play, to, to, to entertain Dwayne's thought, if we could have made this trade, which I physically, Dwayne, I'm with you. I, I would have loved to see it. I just, like, with Wait. Steve, I just don't think it could have happened. But Wait, hypothetically, give me the, what would it have Hold on, let's give, let's let Dwayne lay it out. Give us the deal you do for him. I mean, you're, it, it's going to involve, it's, it's involve, get as close as you can. It's going to involve deal. more picks, obviously. No, 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 Carolina. specifics, babe. Take your time. I, I, okay, I'm just getting there, Cole. Sorry, fuck. I'm heated. I love you. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Well, he got um, me, he got Yeah, me it's great. Um, but anyways, like, it's going to involve more picks than what, you know, what they gave up, essentially. There was no picks involved. There was no no, uh, no, 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 no. Two NHL players. Oh yeah, you're right. 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 You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, it's going to involve draft picks. I mean, I'm, I'm not walking away from this year's first. Even, you know. All right. Well, Carolina is out. They already hung up on you. Yeah, okay, I agree. So I agree. I just, I, I, I where, don't know. Where, what's the starting piece? What's the NHL? You're going to have to. You're going to include a guy like Casey in that deal. Maybe a Will Borgen. Um, uh, Who's the guy that helps Carolina today? That's where Who's I think I agree. I, but then why? But then why is? But then why is Florida even entertaining getting rid of their second line center? Because Eric Hall is, not, is a player. I mean, but we're also Florida had Florida had a shed salary. I heard today. Yeah, ten million dollars. Okay, so that was from up top. So that's their motivation. But yeah, Carolina's I, doing it because they want to not only make the playoffs like they did last year, but win a round or two. So we gotta sweeten the deal. I, I just, I, agree. I just don't think we had the bullets. I think I'm sure Botterill called. I'm sure he tried, and I'm sure they said we got a better deal, and that just happened. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a little salty over because that 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 guy would have really, on top of everything else, would really put me through the put me to the moon as far as he's a, he makes it a 65 degree day, right? Oh, 100%. Yes, seventy degree day. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. I just think that. It's a non-starter as soon as we can't name that. They got a better deal. Play so, NHL guy. That they yeah, they got home. a better deal. Yeah, they got a better deal. They I agree. Happen. I agree. They, they probably used us. We got Botterill on line three, and this is what he's going to give us. And then they went to Carolina on line two, and they said, all right, fuck it. Now, they they, deal, and, and we're out. Before we move on, in, in Dwayne's defense, if, 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 that, that if Carolina didn't make that offer – and we could have gotten away with a middle stat um, and a Borgen and picks, Dwayne. Then yes, I'm I'm all for it, dude. Um, and you know, there's there's another kid in Rochester who's really lighting it up right now. Tate Thompson? Um, no, not Tage. Um, he has a plate all year. Yeah, he's been hurt. He has surgery. He's done. Oh, I know um, who it is. It's Mike Latoris. Um, no, he has a funny last name. I can't. Meet Steve, do you know who I'm talking about? No, but I don't really want to give up on middle stat yet. I, Neither do I, man. But I mean, if you're getting, if you're getting, I wouldn't say Trocheck's a bona fide second line center, but if you're getting a guy to really solve that issue and help you make a push to the playoffs, I how mean, many years does he have left? Trocheck, I think there's like two, was it two years left on left the term on his contract? I mean, you you could probably talk me into it, but it doesn't matter anymore. But he, in reality, no, he, in, 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 in reality, he's just honestly a stopgap, in my opinion, to Dylan Cousins. So, but with that being said, there is going to be more moves to be made. Dwayne, I'm with you 100%, and I apologize if I came across like a fucking crabby apple. Um, it's just, I wish it would have happened and it didn't. But, Steve, while we still have you, what yeah. uh, the next trade, Dwayne, did you have this one or you want me to go? You can take it, Sigali. Um Another guy that was mentioned around uh, the Sabres acquiring was J.G. Peugeot. Uh, he ended up going, the Islanders got him for a conditional first-round pick in 2020. Uh, 2020 second round pick and a conditional third round pick in 2022. Uh, do you like the trade for for New York? Do you think it helps them make a push in that ultra competitive Metro division? 
And, I mean, you got to love what the Senators are doing. I think that bumps them up to, like, 14 picks this year's draft. Yeah, man. I, just, I love that deal for the Sabres. Get that fucking guy out of the division. He's a Sabres killer. Oh, absolutely. See, like, Five goals in four games? What did he yeah. What did he sign for on that extension? Um, uh, I want to say it was around six a year, maybe. That, that helps the Sabres, too, because that kind of sets, yeah. that, no, that sets a market. That sets a market for Reinhardt. Oh, no, because right. he was the one that was traded and then signed, just yeah. like Stone yeah. did last year. Yeah, that's, yeah a, that's, that's a market value for Reinhardt, which is a lot lower than a lot of us thought you know, he would probably be signing for. People are thinking seven-plus for Sam. Yeah, I mean, if we can get him for six-and-a-half, I'll do a backflip. But, yeah. no, I'm, just, I'm glad to get him out of the division. I think it's a great Good play. trade for the Islanders. When you play in New York, you don't fuck around with draft picks, right? you got to win. They're in between arenas. Are they playing in Brooklyn? Are they playing in... Long Island, I think they're going back to Long Island now. No, well I mean, put. They got, to, they got to fill seats. They can't fuck around with draft picks, however many it costs. They had to do it, and they have a great coach. You know, Love they have Barry a team that, friend of the program. Yeah, they have a team that plays really hard, just not enough scoring, right? I mean, I think they went on a road trip a couple weeks ago. They were gone for a week. I think they scored two or three goals, so makes sense to me. Uh, well put, Steve. They, um, they they really made themselves a contender at the deadline, too, for sure. With well, I like his point about getting him out of the division because he's been a Sabres kid. Yeah. Steve, we, I know you got to go. Let us get a couple more in you. Sure. Two more. Let's go. All right, I mean, there wasn't that many big ones anyway, right? I mean, we're almost – wasn't the, that great of a day. Kreider re-signing hurt. Yeah, that that hurt. That was that was a killer. He was the white whale on the day. Well, and the Mastikoff was something. Goudreau only having to take a piss and not getting taken off the ice for here, fun. That hurt the day. Yeah, right. That was awesome. Love it. Yeah, he did. He he did. He did go for a number one. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, every fan base in the league. Oh, we're getting Goudreau. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. No, um, he, he has some better. Here's, here's kind of like an off the board question that we have here is, how do you feel about? Uh, you know, Toronto really doing nothing at the deadline with which they, I mean, they just lost to a fucking e-bug, uh, 42-year-old Zamboni driver. They they did nothing but re-sign, I mean, really. Uh, uh, they did acquire Dennis Melgan, who is oh. a pigeon. Yeah, but that's nothing, man. That doesn't help their help their. That's help. my point. Offensively, so they're, they're a disaster right now, and they did nothing. And I feel like Dubis's job might be on the line if, they don't even they 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 they're real honestly realistically in danger of not making the playoffs this year with the way they're playing. Dude, they're locked in. They have so they're 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 similar maybe to the Blackhawks where their cap is so boxed in on top guys, right? Oh, forty four I mean, million dollars tied up in four guys. Dwayne right. made a great point about that, Steve. Last show, sorry, keep yeah. going. But I mean that just makes it hard. That that makes Dubis's job really hard today, right? I mean, one yeah. player traded today. Could he have got? I mean, they, I mean, Tyson Berry was expendable. Well, no. I, I think they explored those options. I yeah, so. I think they probably tried all day to trade Tyson Berry. Well, you know what I mean? The team in Toronto, though, Steve, that's already short on D to give up him when you got Look, hurt. Tor- Toronto's in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no place in the world where maybe Montreal, where hockey is. And winning is as important as it is in Toronto. The Mecca. We, we think that the Stanley Cup drought here is long. Theirs is three years longer, right? And unless they find Bill Barozco again, I'm not sure it's going to end anytime soon. So Tragically hip reference. Thank you very yeah, much. They're in a tough spot, and 
I wouldn't want to beat Dubis right now because that's his team. You know, that's what he wanted out there. It's his coach now too. Do you think it was, um, do you think it was a mistake signing Tavares the deal they did? I don't know. I don't want to kill anyone for signing John Tavares, right? No, I mean, that's a good question. I just think we're years away from being able to accurately answer that. Is the is the money hurting them? Yeah, I think the Nylander contract on top of that and the no, partner. That's the, no, that's the contract. I think it hurts them the most. The Which Nylander one? Deal. Nylander deal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Marner, Marner's, Marner's made his money. Matthews is making his money. I mean, Tavares, you know, compared to years past, like this is kind of a down year for him considering what he's done in the past. But, I mean, Nylander, I just I feel like that deal didn't need to be made. And they're getting crushed by their bottom six. It's been terrible all year. And they got a guy, I mean, I'm just going to say it, they got a guy in Toronto Marlies who's, I think, up to 23, 24 goals, 40 points. Played 35, 40 NHL games last year for the Devils that maybe could help him, but he hasn't even gotten a sniff. Not and even you think one Keith, game. And you think Keith, having coached this kid, would, you know, I don't think he was there last year. Oh, you're talking What's about the beginning of this year. Yeah, beginning of this year, he was the head coach start of the year. Yeah, I don't know why Kenny hasn't gotten even a sniff. Oh, we're talking about um, Kenny Augustino, friend of the program? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he... He's on an NHL contract. They're well, paying him NHL money anyway. He's proven he can anyway. do it at this level. And like you said, Steve, he, he you know, with, with, with a team that needs bottom six help desperately, he's a guy that's proven that he can kill penalties and, and do whatever it, you ask of him. If I'm being honest, he's probably a quadruple-A player. You know, too good for triple-A, maybe not quite good enough for major leagues. But the bottom six sucks, right? That's part of what it's you terrible. need to fix. So if you've got a guy who's played great bottom six and even played good top six minutes for, I mean, a decimated Devils team last year, he was in the top six because they didn't have anyone else. But he put a nice year together there, and that's what got him a two-year NHL contract. But if you're going to sign the contract, give him five games. I don't know. I don't know what Toronto's doing. I'm glad that it's not going well for them. Um, There's only probably two teams in all professional sports I hate more than them. Uh, their misery is my pleasure, and I'm glad they lost to a Zamboni driver. And I hope it's 60 more years before they win a cup. Fuck them. Well, Steve, All right, one more, and I got to go. Yeah, I know. Hey, thanks again for coming on. Um, we saw a bunch of X-Sabers get tossed around um, th- at, at this deadline. Um, but when you look at the Sabres in their race to get to the playoffs, they're chasing a few teams in particular. The Maple Leafs, number one, Florida, the other, okay, but there are games coming up that are, are going to affect us, all right? The, the the last trade I want to talk about is the Buffalo Sabres trade. It's the Sheary and Rodriguez um, for Dominic Cahoon. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Cahoon can help us. And beyond this year, I know he's got good international experience. He's won a silver medal with the Czech national team. Well, hey, I won a seventh-place medal. He was, he's, very, he's always going to give proud, himself yeah. a humble brag, dude. He's, yeah, he's, very proud of you. Yeah. A humble brag. That's a humble I suck. <laughs> so you're bringing up that you were in the fucking tournament. Oh, come on. What tournament? But no, but Steve, your thoughts on, on, on the trade. Does that help, help us immediately? I think it always rubbed me the wrong way with Rodriguez. There's different ways to ask for a trade. A lot of players ask for your agents, and you never hear about it. For him to do it publicly after the season he had, after going to arbitration, kind of rubs me the wrong way. Somebody that, that, listen, you're not a superstar in this league, all right? You should know that. If you're scratched, deal with it like a fucking professional. And I don't think he did. He played on one of the great lines in the history of high school, or high school, uh, the history of college hockey. 
and hockey east with Jack Eichel and well, Daniel did, did Reagan. Did they win? They did not. They lost the uh, the championship game. Championship game, yeah. We'd, uh, yeah, we'd, that, we'd be remiss if we didn't notice on a two goalies one mic podcast that O'Connor let in probably the worst goal ever. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a bad, it was a rough one. No, but uh, hey, Anthony and Yell played BU in the first round that year, and um, t- uh, who was our last GM? Help me out, Tim Murray. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was there watching O'Connor. I remember thinking, like, okay. well, and I guess Jack, too, but, I mean, Jack was a given. You know, if we draft second, we're picking Jack. I don't know. He need to follow him around. But, um, you know, uh, O'Connor was a huge free agent that year. And, yeah, he was um, a college free agent, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Sabres brass was in the building that day, and he let in a really weak goal to tie that game on a wrist shot by this kid named Frankie DeChar, who's in the East Coast League right now, doing well. Props to Frankie, but... um. Frankie program, Frankie. Yeah, 30-foot wrist shot, weak goal, and I just thought, eh, I don't know about this guy. And then, of course, the disaster of the national championship game. I know he's fine with Ottawa. In big, in big moments like that, too, Steve, that really makes I haven't heard his goal. name. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. I know he signed with Ottawa, but, I mean. No, I, I, saw, I heard he's driving the Zamboni for the Marlies. Good for him. No, my point was that I think Rodriguez made his way into the NHL partly because he played on a great line in college. Got great exposure. Hey, hey, really quick, but guys, that's yeah. honestly how I got invited to Sabres camp. They were, Regeer was watching uh, Taxi and, and the Spitfires, and I just happened to be the benefit of being there. It's a great way to get looked at. Hey, Lee Stemniak probably had the great NHL career he had because he played at Dartmouth with a top 15 draft pick. And all the scouts are coming that year to watch great Hugh point. Jessman. Hugh Jessman, I think his name was, the Rangers picked him. Watching that kid and then, oh, look at Lee Stutniak. Self-made, four-year player, captain, great kid. Let's get him, St. Louis says, in the fifth round. And boom, you know, 15-year career, however many years he played with great success. Love Lee Stutniak. But, you know, hey, he made the best of an opportunity. But I just don't know that he's that great. And I certainly don't need him whining about trades or playing time or anything like that. So I think he's addition by subtraction. I like that. You know, a little overrated and, like, Maybe a little bit of a divisor the fan base a little bit. You know, some people think you should play 40 minutes a game, and some people think you should be scratched. I'm not going to miss him. And Shiri just, I think they picked him up to play with Jack. Thinking he could replicate what he did with Crosby or Malcolm. It was a cap, it was a cap dump, too, for Pittsburgh, from what I remember. But that it just never worked out because then Skinner fell on their lap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he got the spot. And... Sure, he just never got a full go. He never got the chance to see if he could do what he did with Crosby with Jack, and That's well he just never quite. He never quite fit in. So, so let me let me end it with this. Yeah. Best case scenario, where's Cahoon fit for us the rest of this year? Oh, the best case scenario is he can play on the top two lines, and he can help us make a playoff somehow. That's what's I think. Happen. I think I read today that the Sabers right now on some nerd site they have a four point seven chance to make the playoffs and like a 4.6 chance to win the lottery. Hopefully one of the two happens. I don't know. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, you know, look at 4.2. That's it for six points out with 20 games to go. I'll take it. Yeah, as bad as it's been at times. Well, how much, how much is that lost Ottawa sting now? Well, there's a lot of losses that sting, but you know what? They can't worry about that anymore. That shit's in the past, right? It's all they about got the next 20- game, baby. Right, they got 20 games left. They're six out. They got a couple of games in hand on a couple of the teams ahead of them. 
Florida and Toronto are going in the opposite direction. Montreal isn't that good, and they sold off a little bit. I mean, they caught, lightning. Yep. Yeah, they caught lightning in a bottle with Kovalchuk and sold them off. Great job by them, but certainly doesn't show a fierce commitment um, to trying to make the playoffs this year. So I think, look, it, you got to try to find a way to get the stink out of the room, right? Yeah. Get the stink out of the team. If there's any way they can crawl in, I think Bottle did the best he could today. As we're talking, it's a 40-degree day, right? Agreed. And as as they say in the wire, nobody gives a shit about a 40-degree day. Wow. But what, what a show. No, yeah, but that's just today. So let's see. Let's, let's let it play out. And, you know, 20 games from now, he's going to have to answer for these moves, right? No, and if he, they work out. This is my wow. biggest reason for being indifferent about today um, is I'm not upset about the players we brought in. I'm upset that these types of moves had to wait until today to happen because these guys would have helped us a lot pre-All-Star break when these yeah, could have been guidelines, made. Guidelines for action, right? I mean, It is, it is. I'll agree with you there, Steve. But, I and mean, when Florida was going better two or three weeks ago, maybe they weren't worried about $10 million. Not, you know, I mean, not everyone who was available today was available three weeks ago. I mean, I mean, is New Jersey really still saying no to a draft pick? For Wayne Simmons is I think is, they were the hypothetical. Sorry, go ahead. Is Calhoun is I'm not Calhoun Cahoon, you know, Cahunaville really off the table if Botterill makes a call? Clearly, he has that relationship over there still. I mean, we see how the history there with the right. with the deals he makes. I just see that maybe those losses to Montreal, Ottawa, and Detroit maybe you know m- you know might not be losses. Had we made these deals earlier and not sat on our hands as long as we did, that's. But just do my... you really think? Do you really think he's sitting on his hands? Not necessarily. No. Well, you don't think every day he goes do. in that office trying to get better? I I mean, are, but were these blockbuster meal deals though, Steve? No, they weren't. They weren't. The 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 Pajio deal is a deal that you kind of you know you you do sit on your hands until deadline day because that that's where you're gonna probably gonna get your biggest return because. Well, what's the difference between him and everybody else? Well, obviously the caliber of players. But I still, and, and, and I, I respect your point, Wayne, but, and Steve, I don't know if this is where you were going with it. I just don't know if if it works like that. I, I think a lot of these PMs. You've been sitting here saying that he's been gun-shy for how many for how long now? I'm not I'm, changing my opinion. You kind of are. You're sitting here telling me that he's not sitting on his hands. No, I'm saying that deal. how do we know that these trades were available months ago? That's my thing. I just don't know what's on the other end of the phone. I just don't see. I just don't see it that that Pittsburgh is so against parting ways with a guy like Cahoon two, three weeks ago. I just okay, don't see but it. are they? But are they willing and are they able to take on what's left of Colin Sheary's salary with sixty games to go as opposed to twenty? Well, how far? Then I'll fire back at you. Because the cap hit is much less than twenty. That we've also 60, we've, right? we've also been willing to eat half of Bogosian's salary for weeks now. It's as it's been reported. Yeah, but so you can't sit here and tell me that if that deal was on the table, that they wouldn't have been able to do the same for Connor Sheary. But we would have been stuck with his contract regardless, unless we made this move prior to the season starting. But he doesn't matter. They're both UFAs, Cully. No, but hey, your look. argument was that we, we, we didn't have the cap space to make this move. If we got rid of Bogosian earlier, maybe we would have? No. What I'm saying is it's been reported that for weeks, actually, who knows how long, they've been willing to eat 50% of Bogosian's salary to get we him were. out of here. Yes, we were. But we had no takers. 
I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not in the room. I don't know. Obviously I, not. I mean, I, yeah, obviously not. Her, they would have traded him. But if you if, obviously, I, I have to imagine Botterill is a guy who stays in contact with Pittsburgh. He's in. in he, you know, he he conversates right. with him probably often. So Wait, I, my I, point was about Pittsburgh, not Buffalo. Oh, I know, but I said was Pittsburgh able to take Shiri on? Well, that's to go my point exactly. Court. If you're willing to eat half of Bogosian's salary, why wouldn't you be willing to eat half of Connor Sheary's salary? You're saying in the deal, we'll keep exactly, half of exactly. Well, maybe they had a better deal for Cahoon that fell through. I don't know. I mean, not I don't really. Either. I don't either. Not really Everything we're, we've been doing we're is down speculating, a, brother. We're down a dark. We're down a dark path here. Yeah, exactly. Right? But this team has been in dire need of to fill in that middle six. For yes, how they've long? Needed a, they've needed to trade a defensive for a forward for a long we've been, time. We've been fucking dressing. I agree with you 100%. We've been fucking dressing seven fucking defensemen for I don't know how right. fucking long. It is absolutely infuriating. that we didn't get it done. It's yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's on his jacket. How many sign his jacket. How many fucking defensemen on this team are expendable, and we have ownership and management just sits on their fucking hands, and it allows this team to, to continue to fucking dress seven defensemen. It's absolutely infuriating. And then you have guys like Marcus Johansson playing out of position, not getting not getting their full potential. It's just it's mind blowing. It's it's mind blowing, Steve. And I'm, I'm like I'm sorry I'm pulling up here, but it's just like. You know how long? Why did it take till today, trade deadline day, to address this? It was, that's these weren't blockbuster deals. That's just when it, that's how it happens. It's it, it blows my mind. You know, I, you he know, didn't get it done. He didn't get it done, and that's on his jacket. And when the season ends, and, and, Dwayne, and when I, the I, season ends, and we evaluate Jason Botterill and whether or not we want to go forward with him, and when the organization does that, the first negative is going to be. You let this team sit for 60 games with seven defensemen and no center. And that's part of the reason that Tim Murray got canned, because after Jack Eichel got hurt, he did not address... Right, and it might that, be why Jason Botterill gets... It might be why Jason Botterill gets canned, too. But we're we're basically going over spilled milk or whatever the expression is, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, talking about, we're talking about what happened today, and today... He just did all right, right? We're just shrugging our shoulders. We're just shrugging our shoulders. I just feel it's going to be too late. late. Yeah. I feel like if you were... No disagreements Especially here. with how well we were yeah. playing going into the All-Star break, the, I, fe- I felt right then right. there was the time to get, like so, as you said, Steve, some of this dead weight off the team and yeah. bring in guys that could contribute the second we come into a very winnable schedule post-All-Star break against some teams that are way behind you in standings. It's just... You can't lose those games against Montreal, Ottawa, and Detroit. You just can't. Steve, before we let you go, Dwayne, I can't yeah. agree more with you. Like Steve said, I think it's going to come down to Montreal may lose his job here. I think yeah, he, he hasn't oh, done yeah. enough. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate just for the simple point that the NHL trade, trading is a, is, is a tricky business. There's stuff that we don't know. And maybe some of these trades weren't there. But with that being said, I'm not excusing Jason Montreal because there's always a way – to get a trade done prior trade deadline. Agreed. One more. Agreed. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and no, you America, my time is 10 o'clock. It's 11. Um, so let me say this. We'll have a conversation in a month or two, and this season will play out, and we'll say this is what Bottero did, and this is how it ended. Yep. And I think if it doesn't end with that 4%, into the playoffs, it's probably going to be someone else making that first overall pick if it ends with the 4% winning the lottery. 
Um, I hope it's the other 4%, babe. Ugh. But, um, look it, I love you guys. I wish you success. I'll come on any time. I'm not happy you kept me up an hour after my bedtime, but I'll live with it. Yeah, we got to start wrestling, though. <laughs> and, you know, Johnny, I spent a lot of time the last few years in the spring preparing Anthony's um, nomination for him for the St. Francis Hall of Fame. And now that he's in, maybe I'll take up your cause. Yeah, you only played that one season on prep, and then you got kicked out of the school. But you came back as a coach. You came back as a coach, and that was it seemed like it was going good for three or four weeks. Yeah, they had to fire you, but... Whoa, 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 whoa. That, hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. That was a mutual agreement to part ways. Listen, I love you guys. I'm just busting balls. No, Steve, uh, we love you, man. Thank you. Soon, okay? Thank you so much. Hey, really quick. Can they retire yeah. his jersey in one of the bathroom stalls? Just to give our fans a, a teaser, you said that we uh, were hoping to get you on that first week of March? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Florida next week with my family, but uh, I'll be back in March, and we can see what uh, see how these moves have paid off or not paid off uh, then. Steve, can't thank you enough, man. This is two goals, one mic. For the the man, Dwayne, and I'm Johnny Cohen, but Steve Bennett, uh, really quick, let's plug your podcast. What's it called? Uh, the Sportscasters. It's at sports underscore casters on Twitter. Um, you know, search the Sportscasters on SoundCloud or Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to that. Listen to a podcast, you'll find me. Guys, you will not be disappointed. He's one of the best in the business, a friend of the program, a friend of ours, and a big brother to me and Dwayne personally. Steve, thanks again. You are a fucking huge
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.